Hi folks and welcome back to another episode of Relo Podcast. My name is Connor McCann and joining me as always are Lee Maxwell and not Nigel Lamont once again. Nigel has dusted off the speedos and is working on his tan in Spain. Nice for some, isn't it? And we have a very suitable replacement for him in the form of Stephen Clark. Say hello, Stephen. Wave to the people. He's waving. He's waving indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so, Stephen, you were on with us last year, I want to say. Yeah. So Last August? August? Yeah. Just over a year. Rolled you out for your annual uh-huh. podcast. Like Hannibal Lecter. Yes. <laughs> That's it. Just wheeled you in there. I'll eat anything. To be fair, like I'll eat anything. I'll eat anything. Um, yes. So on our previous episode, we had Terry Quinn on. We were recording with her clean fest. Done a really fun interview and touched on some really good topics. I thought, which was nice and a real grassroots part of the scene. And just goes to show us not here in Northern Ireland. It's all over the place as well. Although Scotland isn't too far away either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's all just idiots like us with idiot friends working on their cars and having. Sh- I was going to say too much time, too much money, but no, none of those things. Neither of those. Yeah. No. Um, so in this episode, then, we're going to be recapping GTI&I's new show, which we were attended last week, and just basically catch up with what we've been doing. Um, I had a bit of a test drive, which we'll talk about later on as well, but to kick it off as normal, what's new with you, Lee? Uh, not a whole pile. Chilling out since uh, Deutsch Collective and... Uh, I haven't actually set foot in the garage literally since last Sunday when we went out to tidy up after the party. I haven't been in through the door since. Yeah, <laughs> to be fair, I've been kind of doing similar. Um, I have been in and out of the garage, but not to the extreme that you, of yourself there, taking it easy from the garage. But. Well, in fairness, I've been away at work pretty much all week. But um, yeah, uh, one interesting story to note. I got shouted at by an old lady today. <laughs> today? In town. Yeah. Oh, what did, you, what did you do? Uh, parked poorly, apparently. Wow. Now, Did I would like to point out... I was going to say, to be fair, you're pretty good at parking. I'm a damn good parallel parker. Yeah. You've I parking, pride myself on it. You have parking sensors, so you can't really fuck Also have up. parking sensors. So, I would rather parallel park <laughs> than park in a bay. Yeah. I'm better at it. It's it's easier to me. So, parallel parked in Bambridge. Now, I will say I was not brilliantly parked it's not the best parking i've ever done in my life put it that way mm-hmm. you're also driving something that's like seven meters long so here come the excuses <laughs> the car in front of the, so i reversed back from this car was like a big volvo jeep and it was quite badly parked and one of the wheels was like pointing outways so it was quite awkward to get into the space yep. however when i ended up in the space i was fully in the lines front and back and side to side i was quite far out from the curb but fully within the confines of the space okay okay nothing wrong there. as you also pointed out my car is fucking massive mm-hmm. so i got out locked the door and went to walk off and i heard this voice going, excuse me bitch is that what you're <laughs> I was like, and you know when you don't know if something is directed at you because i was on a busy street yeah and i figured out it was this lady sitting parked behind me in a polo and she was in the passenger side and she was like i will never be what how long are you gonna be we'd never get out past you there you're very badly parked there and i looked now this was like a two generation ago polo Nothing wrong with that, I will have you know. No, but I like a good polo. what I'm pointing out about this is it's tiny. <laughs> yeah, it's like small. A, like a 2010 yeah. type. Okay. It was quite far to the front of its space, but that meant it had like basically the whole space behind it. So I kind of looked and was like, you, like you've plenty of space behind you. Mm-hmm. 
And she was like, oh, I'll, I'll never get out. We'll never get out past that and all and blah, blah, blah. And I kind of looked at her. So I went, I moved my car a little bit. I could, there was not much further I could move it. It was basically the full of the space and it was already fully in the space. I did move it a wee bit. And when I got out past, she was still sort of shaking her head. And I says, if you can't get out past that, you shouldn't be driving. And I just walked <laughs> off. That's the point where I would have photographed the number plate of that car. Oh, I have was, it typed in my phone. Yeah, and if there was any colour of paint from that car and yours, yeah. I was going to say, if you have my car, I'll hit you, but I wasn't about to threaten an old lady. Like, but no. I would. I mean, have yeah. done before. As, as a lorry driver, <laughs> Stefan, yes, you would. <laughs> oh, yeah, for order people. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... Here, do, you know what they had to say there? The fuck are you talking fuck about? Fuck off, you old bat. You're in the passenger side? Yeah. Literally, back. well, not literally, backseat driver front seat driver but wrong side driver oh yeah but here i'll take the opportunity to rinse you here yeah taxi to the curb blah blah, blah blah also my other excuse the curbs in Bambridge are insanely large on granite well, i wasn't know, trying we, to get too close to those either gonna wreck a wheel, like. we also know because lee fell down one last year near broker angle yes was correct. that i said fire talks wasn't it yes yeah, yeah, yeah. ah yes coke went everywhere <laughs> it was nearly a tragedy luckily <laughs> the fries were safe i know i see lee go down i was like oh my coke oh no <laughs> You do really hurt yourself at that stage. Yeah, I did. Connor going back. Lee Lan. With a, with, a, with a broken ankle on the footpath and McCann way back into Fire Ducks for more Coke, please. Give me an R Coke there. <laughs> Just oh, eating my, my, eat my potato bread lying on the curb. <laughs> What's good, Coke? What was so it? you can't park? Apparently not. Excellent. So I have to take this opportunity to apologise to Richie for making fun of him parking, apparently. Oh, did you make fun of him? Yeah, my, one night we went down into Guildford to get Chinese, remember, in the Vento? Uh-huh. And he parked, and I opened my door, and I just went, bring, bring, taxi to the curb. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> but then again, they have those same granite curbs, and Brian's very they precious about his wheels. He curved a set of wheels in my one time, and I haven't let it go. Did you not, was this not like 10 years ago, and you text him about it the other night? Oh, I just to give him that social anxiety of, what's he talking about? Yep. No contact <laughs> what's he at looking? all. Remember that time you curved my wheels? I'm looking a favour. <laughs> More or less, yeah. I'm looking the money for them. And oh, Jason, getting money out of Brian? What are you talking about? <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> so, so what yeah, else is new with you? That's about it. Just the fact that you can't drive? Can't drive and can't speak because I've got the cold, as yeah. you may be able to hear, listeners. Yes, very much so. Yeah. Um, myself, same as yourself, Lee, I've been sort of recovering after Clean Fest, all the work at the Jedi we done and the show last weekend. Um, I've a few sort of shout outs. I was sort of talking before um about what i want to do with the mark three long-term kind of thing a few episodes ago on a 3.6 come up and rick silva in rhode island actually messaged me two or three uh adverts for 3.6 passats and was like if you send me the money i could buy these and break it and send you it and i was like hmm rick i like where you're going with this stop that now yeah <laughs> have you priced international palette postage yet well, yes actually oh well, yes. for two uh, it just so happens another listener on that side of the water as well works for dpd and is able to do that so how handy it is indeed a neighbor of cory sterling's oh, another mars red jetta man hang on dpd yeah i'd say a man of impeccable taste pretty sure it's dpd could be wrong the man ships pilots, that's all I know. Okay, fair enough. Moves product. Moves that product. That's it. Um, <laughs> MVR engines product. <laughs> uh, also, shout out to Gavin Black. He has sort of put this out there, and I'm sure it will be out fully by the time this comes out as well, is the man won himself a little prize. <clears throat> he did. In the form of a 720 horsepower uh, dual green Jesus Supra. Christ. I yep. didn't know it was that. I thought it was just like a standard mark. 
Four. It was a Mark Four Supra. It's a Mark Four Supra, seven twenty horsepower, um, and a CCW Classic wheels on it. It's a full respray, and I, I think it's originally dual green, but it's a full respray. It is such a nice car. Has it's he, gorgeous. Did he, yeah. did he? Has he got it? Oh, it's home and all. Ooh. Yeah. Well, how did I? I mean, we run over tomorrow. I know. I was thinking that. I was like, Monday. Yeah, nah, I was just calling down there about what's the cheapest product you sell, just to call in. Marty <laughs> Marty Mim said to call in with buns at some point, and I just thought I'd call in to see what the crack. Oh, just a Supra. I did see you have it on the alignment rack as well today, there. So mm, well right. out. So yeah, right. seven hundred and twenty horsepower. You probably want to drive straight, which would be Almost nice. As far out as the superb. I heard. Oh no, <laughs> this thing was cross-eyed. This is Steve Buscemi spec. Um, but yeah, that's quite cool to see. And right. there was a cash offering and stuff, obviously. And I remember him telling me at the show last weekend, I was like, what are you going to do? He was like, I'm taking the Supra. I was like, spoken like a true mm-hmm. car guy. Good man, Gavin. In fairness, yeah. I probably would have taken the Supra too. Yeah. It's a hard call, like, you yeah. know, but... It's... No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, as a sensible man if with you a wife the... and children and a business... Not, you know, listen, you've met Gavin. You've met drunk Gavin, oh, which is an even bigger than a type. He's a new man. But if you add up all the power of all my cars, it wouldn't be 720 horsepower. That's very true. So, you know... Yeah. We're probably similar to ourselves, Lee. Not far off it. And, do you know what? Have Where's my pen? Quick maths. Quick mathematics. Qu- have a quick... Just, you know, think about it. Get the car. Have fun with it for a year. Sell it. Give well, it true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no matter what... I suppose <clears throat> the way I look at it is no matter what you sell it for, it's still a profit. So, yeah. there is yeah. that to look at. What horsepower is a standard VR? VR, oh, 175. Okay. Pythagoras is here, flat out with the things. So, Mendo doesn't really have an engine, so I can't really count it. No, you work away there, we'll talk. <laughs> with 47 for the Nova, what do you reckon? I also got, uh, yeah, it wouldn't be far off that. A I also house. got uh, my heart broke last weekend. I don't know if you knew this, Stefan. I raced Lee in the Jetta, the oh, Bora. Did I right. tell you this? And lost. So we were heading over to the Dutch Collective show on Saturday morning and it's a very rare occasion that Lee's driving a car that I'm not in it so it was nice to drive behind it see it on the road listen to it and I was like this is really cool mm-hmm. but we come out the end of the road Lee pulled onto the road and opened the jet up and I thought yes. myself I've always wanted to run the bore against this thing here we go because part of the ratio the Jetta should be quicker so I was like this will be interesting there's so, just a red speck on the horizon you couldn't get it I, I just went for it as well then and uh, straight to 60 mile an hour and only 60 mile an hour will add yep but I did notice that the Jetta or the the Bora was pulling on the Jetta ever so slightly like nothing worth talking about but I thought to myself oh good old Bora you know it's a bit left and yeah ah, that's yeah. good yeah good old girl got over and I said to Lee I was like oh I was close but I was getting you and she was like you mean you were getting me I was like, no. And I was like, were you flat out? She was like, no. I was like, oh, right. So I was in a race that I didn't even know I was in. Uh, yeah. apparently, apparently I was racing myself. Yeah. So yeah, the, the bore is not as, not, under no illusion that it's fast, but De- not as fast as it was. Deflated, were you? It was, yeah. So 534. So no, not as much as a Supra. Jeez, we need upper game. I know. Yeah. Get that supercharger bot for me. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Stefan, what have you been up to from the past year? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, what have you been up to lately? Nothing. Uh, no, I've uh, been sort of working at uh, Friends. Uh, we Mark 1 Caddy. We're putting the TDI engine into it. Um, I probably talked about doing this la- on the last podcast I was on yeah, a year um, ago. We talked about it a few episodes ago, saying about it was actually the three of us here put the engine into it the day before we went to the States. Or two days before yeah, we went to the States? It was, for... yeah, it was the week before we went to the States, and then it yeah. sort of sat for like 
a month or so before I got working on it again because I was doing other stuff and then it sort of came on leaps and bounds in the last sort of month or so. Yeah, I was quite surprised because when I went over one night to see you and I looked at it and I was like, that bear's nearly done and it was it was looking good. It's literally ECU wiring, like the main ECU relay, wire that in and run a few other wires and we can test fire it up and see if it's actually going to work. Yeah. Um, so you, you I took hope that, it does. Um, you took that from your old t- late model TDI Mark III Golf Yeah, retrofitted into Mark One Caddy. Yeah, using the old Caddy gearbox and stuff with that wonderful Lincoln that doesn't file in every brake line you, no. <laughs> you made. Yeah, that broke my heart. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 nearly there. Hopefully next, if we get a if we get a day free really to, to try and get the loom done and then once the loom's done then we're we're laughing. It's brake line time again. It's brake line time again, yeah. Nice. It's trying to weld back arch into it and a few other bits and pieces just to tidy up. But I mean... It's one of those projects It's like it's a million miles away only because it has a thousand tiny jobs. You know, there's no major thing to do to it, really. When you stand back and look at it, it's 90% done. Yeah. And it's that last, that last 10% that's going to take six months to finish. Yeah. It's Which just all the fiddly, footery wee things. And then you need a part and then you go to Heritage and then they charge you four times the price of it. And then you fall out with them on the phone. And then you Stephen. fall out with them on the phone about stuff that you've ordered and took three weeks to land. And that's not very right. Personal, yeah. I fucking hate her. <laughs> 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 decades. Um, anything else with your own stuff, or is that the main thing you've been at? E- Cleo. Um, Cleo track car. Cleo track car, 172, phase one. Uh, it's a way to get, hopefully, going to get painted in the next wee while. Very nice. Um, I have a. I have to put two cells in it. I didn't know I had to put two cells into. Who has to put two cells in it? You have to put two cells oh, into it. Yep. Good man. I forgot about that until you mentioned it there now. Oh, like, really? Oh, yeah. I actually did, yeah. Oh, don't you? I have my list of things to remind you about. I believe they're sitting there for me. They are there. The welder's there. It's all connected up. Nice. Just waiting for the man himself to come. Good thing my back's sorted again. What? The good thing my back's sorted again. Oh, that's again. good. That's good. I'm glad. Listen, nothing sorts your back out better than land on a cold concrete floor being showered with sparks. Yep. Guaranteed. I've found that. I have I, found that. Yeah. I mean, like, I've, I've been to a chiropractor for the last nine months. He says that is exactly... That's what's wrong. You're just not welding enough. You're just not laying the floor enough. Mm. I mean, that's that's what it is. Got that prison life. Yeah, <laughs> prison life. Maybe a bit of water on the floor, a bit of coolant. That's, that helps the whole thing too, you know? Mm. I maybe have to try that. Oh, so, yeah. oh, don't you worry. I do. <laughs> the clinic is open. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Clark's in session. Homer Simpson's spino cylinder. <laughs> just throw it over a bin. <laughs> oh, yes. I might need that by the end of this fucking thing. Um, yes, with that then, will we move on to the actual news? I have a callback. Oh, here we go. Go for um, it. Which is, on the last episode, I was talking about the badges on the Jetta. Yeah. So I just wanted to say thank you to Shane Dugan and Johnny Carn, who both messaged me recommendations of folk to sort the badge out for me. So To restore the original badge? The... Or to redo it, make a new one. Yes. There was a couple of different things. So thanks to those guys, and I will check it out soon. Very good. Yeah, because Nigel said about Renew Art, I think it was, on Instagram as well. So that's more options. Is this the overlay sticker things, or is this something else? I think one of them is like they restore the badges and the other one is they make like new badges like 3D printed I guess. Funny, I I got you for Secret Channel last year and I was going to try and get a 3D printed Jetta C badge made <sighs> and for the life of me I couldn't find anyone to even entertain doing it. As well as I couldn't get the badge, I couldn't like go, 
Can I Yoink. borrow your badge? I could I borrow that badge for no reason at all? Just to, <laughs> can I have a look at it? Go out and steal the badge and he freaks out because this fell off. Yeah. Sounds about right. Well, thank you for the thought. That would have been very nice. What did I get you in the end for Secret Santa? The Weldon helmet. Is it not the helmet of oh, death here? Oh, yeah. yes. Uh, yeah. Well, the... the was that? A disco ball Weldon helmet? Yes. Yeah. Was it yeah. basically a, a Weldon mask that you super glued tiny mirrors all over? Yes, it is. It's essentially a weapon. Yeah, well, I mean, it doesn't help you. <laughs> no, it <laughs> doesn't. in the room. <laughs> I haven't used it yet. You haven't used it either, Lee. Yeah. Sure well, we could use it for your sills, Stefan. I'll be not there. Yeah. <laughs> I like sit- this plan. I'll be sitting getting the suntan across the room. So say, you only think Nigel's getting a tan in Spain. That's listen, you've said a man line up in Speedos. That's an image I want in my head. Oh, it is. So a man's the body here. Between the three of us, he is the body for it. Yeah, well, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Right. He's in better shape than me anyway. Yeah, definitely in better shape than I am. He's, what, he's got 10 years on me. Yeah, I yeah, Or, at least. He's basically the crib keeper. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Nigel. Here we are in our prime. <laughs> <laughs> prime rib. Uh, yeah, so we hit the news then. Yeah. Lee, do you want to kick us off? Uh, I can do, yeah. So, my first piece of news. Stefan, I think you'll enjoy this too. You've heard of hypercars, but what about a hyper scooter? Scooty. This doesn't sound up Seventh Street whatsoever. <laughs> like, well, I think after Dubshed this year, we all got a little bit of the bug of electric scooters because mm. they are good crack. Uh, listen, they're good crack. I went on it once, petrified, stepped off, and went, "Nope." I definitely nearly died. <laughs> yeah, I took it like a duck to water. Like I was doing. I like, know. I you, you need. Literally, you need both hands because there's a control on one side and control on the other. And I was able to hold a clipboard, drink a Pepsi Max, and go on my merry way. Genuinely, it was like, I'm, that man's going to need a pair of teeth at the end of this. Whole I thing. thought it was going to be face. Polly was using it, and I just kept seeing him, like, like whenever he went to stop, he would pull back on the handlebars. And I was like, them's going to just snap clean off sometime because <laughs> Polly's about the size of me. They did take a lot of abuse. Yeah, they did. Well, there's a new one coming to market called the Dragonfly Hyper Scooter. Which is a cool name. Um, and while most standard scooters top out at about 15 miles an hour, this one will do 25. It has four wheels, so two like pairs of wheels, mm-hmm. carbon fiber deck, independent suspension. Uh, you can swap the tires for like off road tires and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think we should definitely invest in a few of those for Dubshed. Just saying, guys. It definitely sounds safer than the electric skateboard that I was on, the remote control skateboard that I borrowed off Earl. <laughs> That's when right. We were in Helen. Fat Tony At least Hawk. it has Fat Tony Hawk. <laughs> yeah. I was definitely Tony Buzzard. Tony Buzzard. Um, yeah. I, I, do you know what? I had so much fun in that thing. No, Tony Bald Eagle, I'm thinking. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Tony Castro. Uh, yeah. Well, Castles are small. Ah, I'm certainly not small. Um, <laughs> Con- yeah, Condor. Those, those, ah, there we go. go. Those kind of fall into a grey area, though, for this country, because the electric scooters are already illegal. Borderline illegal, know. yeah. I don't even think they're borderline. I think they're just illegal. I think the cops are turning a blind eye to them. You may as well have a scrambler. No, they're not turning a blind eye to them anymore. Oh, they're not? Oh, there's 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 a picture somewhere I seen the other day of... It was like a place, like Beavertail, sort of like recovery lorry, just sitting with like 30 of these things strapped to it. All right, I'm glad like, you said 30, because it was like, could they not have put it in the boot of a car? No, there's like... There were, there <laughs> just were, one. I literally <laughs> stand in the city centre going... I'm imagining this Off flatbed lorry with a single scooter strapped down over the back of it. Yeah. <laughs> you ever seen the one, you know, like the little tykes car yes. on the recovery truck? Yeah, strapped down across it. Uh, so what sort of deal with them did you say? Um, they're currently in crowdfunding. 
So if you get in on the crowdfunding, there's 1,750 quid. Once they go to market properly, they'll be two and a half grand. I'm pretty sure Earl's skateboard was 800 quid, so I would probably stick with that. Mm. Although it doesn't have handles. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You're saying about me needing new teeth. There you go. I was going to say, it's, pricey. it's a pricey accident. It really is. <laughs> pricey bit of fun. Oh, fun now. <laughs> um, my first one here is the abomination, and I don't know how BMW keep doing it, is the M2. Have you guys seen the leaked photos of it? Teeth. Grills. Have you seen it? I don't know if I have. It's, I really like the current M2. It's lovely. The M2, the current M2 to me is what the M3 should be. Yeah. That it's proportionally, you know, mm-hmm. it's... It's got those, like, well, they're not 80s because they're not squared off, but, like, that big wide hips, you know, it just looks like an aggressive sports car. Even even just the 2 Series looks See that new, fantastic like, as well. Yeah. Whatever the new version of Laguna Seca Blue is. It, it's just, they're stunning. They're so nice. The Andy Totten has that white one mm-hmm. with the, <laughs> the Brexit stripes up it. Um, <laughs> but, like, the proportions of that car are absolutely amazing. The matching sunglasses. And the matching sunglasses and the shoes. Mm-hmm. And they have done this to the back end. So we'll post photos of this. Now, this looks like a body cut I seen on the Saxo in 2002. That is horrendous. Good Lord. Um, I mean, the front, the, like, they can ruin the front. Oh, God, they've ruined the front. Too, I like they? the way you were like, they could ruin the, oh, no, the have. Oh, the have. Now, our friend Bob in Germany mm-hmm. uh, is actually going with BMW to the M2 release. So this is a square boot in the balls for him because it's leaked, so it's kind of spoiled it. But if it's this bad, personally, I would prefer to have this soft heartache. You know, it's a it's a gentle letdown as opposed to being there all excited and going, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, he's a big BMW man, isn't he? So he is. Yeah. yeah, I I know Bob quite well, and I know that he will not hold his tongue. He's he's like he's a, definitely going to get fired. He's like a playful sprite. He will not. There's nothing playful about. Him. <laughs> he will. He's a mischievous shite. <laughs> <laughs> He will, he will say something like, "Yeah, he definitely will." And like, know? he has an M two forty i. No, it's just two forty i. It's it's basically an M two without the big fat hips. Have you seen it, Lee? The purple, the Barney purple. Oh, the purple. Yes, yeah. that's lovely. It yeah. is actually a gorgeous car, and it's a far better looking car than. Yeah, yeah. That, oh, yeah. If that's what they're going, if that leaked image is what they're actually going to build, it's a much nicer car. Yep. So yeah, well done BMW for destroying yet another M car. Because mm-hmm. as we know. That fucking M3, M4 <laughs> front end. It still hasn't grown on me. Is it grown on you guys? It won't. And like, no. I think even the 7 series, which is. The, the, oh, the, they have huge ki- ki- quote unquote kidney grills. Aye. Like, the kidneys are inflamed, mate. Jesus, there's you something wrong with The new Beamers, see from the side and the back, they're gorgeous. Yeah. And they come in some beautiful colours. Mm-hmm. And when you see one, you know, side on, they're lovely. But when you get round to the front, it's just awful yeah it's not good yeah so yeah well done um another sad day in the parish i'm afraid here we go uh the last ever lamborghini aventador has rolled off the production line and with it the last ever free breathing v12 that the company will ever build oh so they're going turbo now are they um well they're going to electric no. Fully? Well, hybrid. Oh, a hybrid. Also, and this then is the, the last electric of the purebred. Down the, Eventually. We'll... Um, so, like, even though these these types of cars are so far out of our realm of reality, I suppose, it's still kind of nice to think that they're out there. Yeah. You know, those fun car companies are out there doing cool V12 shit. Yeah. 
and it's just kind of shit that they're legendary you know yeah. it's, it's they're mythical you, you see run the road and whether you like i'm really not into hypercars supercars that kind of thing no. but if i see something out the road i go oh shit look at that yeah um so thank goodness for ferrari who've just put a v12 in their suv which is awesome it's the the italian dodge yeah <laughs> um pagani who they came out a while ago and said we're not interested in looking at electric it can fuck off basically yeah. so at least there's something dacia have also said they're not going electric i thought you were gonna say dacia were putting a v12 in the duster no but Class. they released something there i think it was last week um so Renault are obviously going full electric and I think Dassey have positioned themselves as we're the backup in case the shit hits the fan with the electric shit. We're going to keep Pretty doing much, diesels yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Dassey is using up the last of the engines. Yeah. I would say it's it's maybe where Dassey is from as well. They're like, no, mm. no, no, we're not we're not getting, getting rid of diesels. This, like, you reckon Romania haven't got the electrical system yet? No. It's still candle power. Is Romania? Something it is Romania. Dacia's yeah. Romanian, is yeah. No. I, I genuinely, I like... I would say they'll they'll hold Dacia's out for another ten years and then mm. I suppose that's true. Throw French in it. The beauty of having that side company as well to do the likes of that, that you can kind of let them take the shit for it. Essentially, you know, yeah, you're not. Tanking. But also, if shit does go down with electric, which realistically it probably will, because they're going to run out of the raw materials for the batteries, the infrastructure, the charging networks and stuff are not going to be done in ten years. Like I don't care what anybody says, they just aren't. Um, so it might might be a bad thing to have an old fallback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still don't think they're they're going to stick to that ten year thing. You like was it? It's not a twenty thirty. They can't do it. No. no. So is it New York's meant to ban all petrol cars too? Probably something was released, and that, that's a like in ten years, it's not going to happen either. You think of the amount of stuff that's in the amount of people, yeah, in that one place, and then trying to completely redo the entire infrastructure of New York. Like people say, you mental. If you live in New York, you don't need a car. But the, the streets are still full. Ah. You know, someone has the cars. Yeah, 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 exactly. So there is that. Another one we're saying is sad day in the past. This is actually very sad news, and it's something I want to touch on. Um, H2OI, so a show for those who don't know. We've actually spoken of this before. It was a big, big Volkswagen show on the East Coast of America. Ran for 15 years or so. Um, literally one of the biggest shows over there. To cut a very long story short... It got a bit crazy. The show actually moved away, and these lunatics kept returning to Ocean City to yeah. do their crazy shit, take over the streets, burn out, deafen. Mostly non-Volkswagen people, we should add. We should add, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and this continued. Ocean City, Maryland police absolutely decimated them. The two cars left, right, and center. Um, <laughs> it painted everything in a very bad light. And then for some reason, I don't really know why, they moved to Wildwood, New Jersey, and they did this the week after the Roots Classic show. So, did you hear about this? Yeah, they probably did that because of Roots Classic, because what? they had their show there. They we'll went, follow well, that. That's the new, and it's only, was it 30 miles up the road? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, a guy in, I can't remember what it was, I want to say BM, but I don't think it was. It was an Infinity. Infinity was drag racing and hit a family on a golf cart, killed the dad on it, who was in his early 30s. And another girl was killed who was 18, and a few people knocked down and, like, critically injured. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not to say these are kids doing this. The guy that knocked that family down in the go-kart were, well, he was 37, I want to say. like And had a raft of previous convictions. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of shit. Um, but this is, like, it's literally just a friendly reminder, folks, that 
the shit does happen and you might think you're the biggest hero in the country and showing off in front of people and something why uh, we but i in particular i'm very fussy about like people fucking around at our shows and leaving our yeah. shows yeah. it just takes one mistake and something bad goes wrong and well there's a guy and slap it up him he's going to spend a lot of time in jail um yeah. there's also a, fa- so. a family aren't going to see their 18 year old daughter grow up yeah there's another family who have to grow up without a father you know that sort of yeah. shit so just fucking watch yourselves is the main yeah. thing yeah. i'm i have looked into this and like few people listen to this and we have a lot of listeners in the states are probably sick of hearing about this i personally am because i have watched so much about it i just i feel like we're not super qualified to talk on it apart from knowing a bit from running shows ourselves and being into cars yes it's right for us to say that it's absolutely horrific what happened and that we certainly none of us condone any of that kind of shit um but i think if you want to hear a really good perspective on it yes and find out all about the history of what h2io was this was not h2oi i hasn't that it wasn't anything to do with it but it kind of stole the name the media reported it a lot as the name but uh people's car podcast did two podcasts with Corey starling who was one of the kind of founding members and a, and a friend of ours and uh yeah. If you want to know more about it, that's the one to listen to, I think. Corey doesn't pull any punches on it, as yeah. you would imagine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, and like it's easy to turn around and say, oh, well, now that it's happened and you didn't do it, it's easier for you to you know, play the good guy card kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I was actually trawling through Vortex looking for, I was looking for a specific Mark III Golf from like 10 or 15 years ago, and I somehow found a post from Corey in the official H2OI thread from 2012, so 10 years ago, having the exact same conversation about people fucking about on the streets. And so it wasn't just a case of jumping on the bandwagon. This no, is something not. he yeah. has been preaching. So as I said, like Leah said, you know, it's it's 4,000 mile away, but the same shit can happen here. So just think when you're fucking around when there's a big, like we used to do this when we were younger, but I mean, we were in industrial estates, you know, we were out of town kind of shit. We weren't drag racing in the middle of a street with the Families place were lined with no people. Well, we weren't drivers at all, officer. Exactly. Uh, but like you know, you fucking if you're going to do something stupid, take it away out of the town. Yes, don't be daft. Yeah, don't put anybody else in danger. How many times have you seen videos from the ends of shows, especially in England, like Ultimate Dubs and Fitted and guys drift? Wasn't there one guy left when drifted through a set of traffic lights and then crashed into the barrier? It was yeah. some sort of BM. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was yeah, just stuff like that, and you're like, yeah, Mate, just. It's the, head. it's the arseholes that stand at the at the gate to cars and coffee with their cameras out. They just need and encourage it. Bothered with sticks, really? Pretty just much. Clear off. Yeah. So yeah, good shoutly. Check that out. Uh, that's pretty much all I have to be honest. You're right. Um, well, another one that I have here, um, something a bit silly, a bit lighthearted. So there's a lot of shortages in the world for wiring looms, chips. We've heard it all before mm-hmm. from manufacturers. What's the latest thing Ford ran out of? Ford badges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So well, here, Johnny or Shane might be able to recommend somebody for <laughs> There you them. go, yeah. Head up the guys. 3D print a couple of Ford badges. It's the small business's time to shine, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, apparently one of their manufacturers had to close last month for a while because they were caught dumping tump, uh, toxic waste into the sewer as you do big as industry you, do. you know yeah yeah, yeah. as uh, Stefan and I often do oh yeah well yeah Stefan does what are, you talking, what are you talking about <laughs> get those KFCs bro um, <laughs> yeah so 
Yeah. What a thing to run out of. Some say that the problem with Fords is the badge on the front of them, so that might solve that problem, to well, be yeah, I mean, Maybe it will. You know, you're just buying a unanimous object. But could they not just sell the car and say, right, call back in two weeks and we'll... we'll slap that on for Slap you. a couple of badges on you? Yeah, well, this apparently affects forty to 45,000 vehicles. And they're saying, oh, well, you know, a lot of vehicles have been held up and some will recall them. Just put it out. It's a fucking badge. It's yeah. like how I know recalls cost them money, but, I mean, how long can it take to install the badge? Not very long. 30 seconds back. Yeah. Oh. They, I think they could even post them out to people ah. with a bit of double-sided tape and go here. You're giving people too much credit to get on there. Yeah. You'll too get, much credit. You get someone going, I gave you 120000 for this truck oh. and I shouldn't be putting this badge on myself. They're liable to put it on upside down. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> You've Spell worked retail before. Think of your average person. Fraud. Mm. <laughs> fraud. <laughs> Got some new fraud pick up there. <laughs> oh, dear. Um... Another shout out as well to friends and family in Florida, because Florida is getting decimated it's at the underwater. minute. Yeah. Um, we have seen some horrendous photos of people's houses and to keep it car related cars. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a video doing the rounds at the minute. Is it a McLaren P1 Lee? Oh, uh, have you seen a it? A week old. I haven't seen it in there. Uh, the guy's garage flooded and it floated out through the door and was floating with the in alarm the street, going like, and a week Jesus old McLaren. Jesus Christ. The, taking it back to kind of what we like and what we do that can be replaced you know you've ensured that try replacing the likes of your jetta your clio track car you know that's yeah. the more difficult things mm. to replace and if you want another florida car the other one up the road's probably flooded too yeah you know that's the kind of shit but it's still not nice and a lot of people are affected but and we have a lot of listeners down there so shout out to all those guys yeah stay safe guys Corey Sterling's you. mother oh lives down there too did yes. you see Corey had actually this is actually a really good and total contrast to the whole h2o set up there mm-hmm. the great side of this community Corey put up saying that he couldn't get in contact with his mother and could someone try and find her blah 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 um it turned out one of the guys actually went lifted her so shout out to john i don't know if john listens or not he went and lifted her brought her back to his house is putting her up for a week and then going to fly her up to maine to stay with Corey. So Jeez. that's what their community is all about. And we yeah, preach absolutely. a lot about community yeah. and car scene. That's what it is. So shout out to, those guys. to that guy. Uh, and lastly, following up, there's a bit of a throwback, Lee. Um, you talked months ago about the Citroen Ami. My favorite electric car. The only one I like. Yeah. The only one I find <laughs> acceptable. Because it's quirky. Because it's cute. Well, thanks to the lovely people at Roadside Motors in Donaldstown. Shout out to Chris. He hooked us up with a test driving one. Well. I'll say, say me. The Royal Wii was that? The Royal Wii. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't go because I was working. This is something I was actually kind of nervous going over to do this because I, I've i never driven one, but I really like the look of them. And I felt like I'd built it up in my head to be something more than it was. And I was like, this is going to be absolutely terrible. So met Chris and we get into it and he, it was kind of weird because he, he went to get into it and I went, oh, I thought I was driving this, but I forgot that it's also left-hand drive. Oh, okay. <laughs> And the fact that the left-hand drive door is a suicide door, so you've, like, stepped into it kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Once you get in, you actually have to turn the key like a car. So you have to, like, turn it and hold it as if you're starting it. And then yeah. the dash lights up. And then you're good to go. So for anyone who has an EV, that's nothing normal or nothing new. Like, for me, you expect to hear something. So yeah. I drive a forklift and work. And it was kind of like that. <laughs> I was just going to say, it's like, do you have to put your seatbelt on for it? Always on the road. Sounds like a four around the yard. Um, so yeah, and you click it in the drive and away you go. And I was like, okay, this is strange. So we were waiting to pull out. And you know when you're driving something new 
and you're like, I don't know how fast this pulls out or what's happening. Mm-hmm. And there was cars there. And because this thing has eight horsepower, it was also like, <laughs> well, you know, how, how what's fast the top speed? 28 miles an hour. Fucking flancer. So they're restricted to 28 to keep them on into the category of a quadricycle. quadricycle so that they don't have to meet crash standards and stuff because they're a wee city car. Okay. Um. So I done my usual thing and he was like, just floor it. And I floored it and it took off like scalded cat right um right up to 28 and then straight to 28 and it it it's sat there i was like this is weird does it does it have a speed limit on to keep it at 28 well i was gonna leave this to the end could you but we'll talk about it. there's a lot left on the table because chris oh, really? well i'm what uh 120 kilos about 18 and a half stone 19 stone and chris is a big guy too chris is 17 stone he won't mind me saying that because he like he's tall. He's six well, he's three or whatever. Than me, then. <laughs> he's he's a big dude. Is Chris well, listen to this, by the way? I don't know. I'm not sure. Oh, well, he did. He did reach out and offer me this, so maybe he does. Right. Um, but two of us in it, big guys, and we were driving along, and it wasn't downhill. It was on the flat, and we're hitting twenty mile an hour, and you can feel it clipping. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, this thing wants to go on. So the EME has more left in it, and I was like, that's good. And to be honest with you, only for the legality side of it could do with doing 40 to 45 mile an hour if it did that on the roads like it would be yeah very capable what the roadside have that in for are they trying to sell those because i can't see them being a big seller around they've sold some already really mm-hmm. jesus christ now, they've sold them to businesses and i'm not surprised because the first place we took them was into town mm-hmm. and like it actually i took it into town like between three and half three which is kind of rush hour you know schools that night and stuff mm-hmm. a lot of traffic i'm nipping in and out of town like i'm nipping in and out of traffic you've that instant torque kind of thing and i was like this is this actually works very very well in this environment which is what it's designed for so yeah. there is that um but the amount of people who are looking at you know you know and that's why i'm saying like if you had this as a business car yeah and plus it's an ev it's the new smart car mini do you remember when the new minis came out and every estate agent and every company in the country had them with their stickers on them because people would yeah. look at them yeah, yeah so and that's what they could be yeah and that that's what chris and i were saying like if you have a business plus it's an ev so you'll get massive tax reliefs on them too oh yeah um but like whether people's looking at it for the right or wrong reasons they're still looking at it so if you have your name plastered up the side of it yeah stephen clark industries you know, it's, uh, it's Fat Man Performance. Actually. There you go. That's throwing it back there. <laughs> Sack Industries. Sack Industries. Sack Industries. Thanks. So I actually really enjoyed it. You know, it was one of those yeah. things. And getting into like the nerdy side of a, a test drive, I can't, I don't think it's power steering. You know, I don't think it's there. But the steering is actually weighted perfectly because it only weighs 485 kilos mm-hmm. plus Chris and I. Um, which literally takes so up about 150, yeah, 150 <laughs> of its own weight. Um, you know, it's the steering was light that it wasn't like the likes of your Jetta, you kind of haul on it. Mm. It was actually very, very manageable, mm-hmm. but enough weight that it felt nice. Like, knowing you get into a car and it's over assisted, I hate that. I hate over assistance with power steering, so it yeah. didn't have that, which was great. Like, it feels far bigger than it is. And it's because I didn't realize this until I actually sat on it. You sit right at the back. Mm-hmm. So you literally sit over the back wheels. You have everything in front. Is it this big long dash? You now you're in a car that's, what, like two meters long or whatever it is. A long dash is a bit of a stretch, quite literally. But uh-huh. And you have so much glass. There's a glass roof. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's so cool. And the way the wee windows open, they don't roll up or down. They actually yeah. fold out like the two CVs. 
I was coming through Darlingstown the other day, and I think they have it up on you know the they like had the, it up on, on the, the ramp, ramp yeah. on the ramp, and they came past, and, <laughs> and you'd, it's so small you would nearly like go, oh fuck, <laughs> look at that. Yeah. <laughs> well, after our last recording with Nigel, Lee and I actually stopped on the way back and get in run it, and I was like, this yeah. thing has McPherson struts in the front. I could bag this. <laughs> there was a lot of ideas had. <laughs> I actually said that for roadside as well. Course, yeah. I was like, boys, I could I could do a lot with this. Yeah, give her to me. I like her. <laughs> so Chris is a big part of the the Northern Ireland car scene. The older days, he was, yeah, as know. you know, you know him. Yeah, and knows John Payton very well. And we actually said, was like, imagine what John could do with this. Run her out the road there and yeah, get just John drop to it out. Work his magic. So um, that's what he was saying. He was trying to encourage like the sales guys if they're dropping anything in the town to take it out and get it seen, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And so on the way back in, we took it out the Dromore Road, which is kind of. Uh, well, when I say fast, it's fast in a, in a regular car. car. Um, fast kind of twisty road. And when you got it into a few tight bends, it actually handled really well. Yeah. You know, it was quite fun because we were like... A, you were of, doing 28 miles an hour in fairness. But it's it's one of, it's one like you always said, Lee, about the Nova. You yeah. can just drive it flat out everywhere. Yeah. And this you literally can. You just keep your foot on the floor. And no matter what speed you're doing... You're not we, gonna, sh- we tiny wheelbase and all on. It's yeah. like a go-kart. It's literally like the same... Well, yeah, it would have... I'm the far off a go kart like what you're doing. You can keep your foot well to the floor and not get a speeding fine in the town. <laughs> Except if you're in Belfast, where there's a 20 zone. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It hasn't been the first. <laughs> Is that an achievement, getting a speeding ticket and sit around me? You would need to be the first one. Like. Yeah. After that, it's not as impressive. No. It's a bit depressing, actually. So, uh, three points. But <laughs> Three points for doing 23 mile an hour. I would love to get one and have the right man with a laptop delimit it and see what it could do mm-hmm. now it would probably decimate the battery you yeah know, battery life because it only does 45 miles range or something let's take a drag racing yeah there you go there you go it's actually a proper wee pet car you just like roll your drag car up the line with it yep i uh no i i actually really enjoyed it and there's a lot of haters for these things we have a lot of haters on the podcast like listeners that do not like them don't see the attraction with it I just like it because it's quirky. Don't like the AME or don't like EVs in general? Both. Because like I'm I'm not an EV guy. You aren't, Lee. I assume you aren't, Stefan. Uh, no, not really. I, like I've been in a Tesla with that ludicrous cell. It's, it's impressive, but it wouldn't be for me. That's no, not your thing. There's no noise. And people, it's a terrible thing because like you say the likes of that and people go, oh, you hate EVs. You don't like chains, blah, blah, blah. Well, I don't like chains, but like <laughs> I don't like diesels. You know, and it's not a... And diesels don't like you. Yeah, exactly. That's why I avoid those fuckers. <laughs> but, like, it's just one of those things of, like, you know, suddenly when you say you don't like EVs, you're demonized. You yeah. know, but you can say you don't like diesels or don't like petrol cars, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a bit weird. Um, the other thing I noticed was I actually used the brakes a lot more than I thought. So you've driven the i3. I have, yeah. And we was you was telling me when you lift your foot of the throttle. Yeah, it's sort of like... It does like a regenerative, regenerative sort of braking thing to put more power back into the battery, sort of like, you know, like a Formula One. Aye, so you don't, like you're not on the brakes that often kind of thing? No, no. Where this thing, I was using the brake all the time, and apparently it does do regenerative braking, but like it wasn't very intrusive, which I liked. You know, I don't really fancy taking my foot off the throttle and suddenly the thing starts to slow down. When I drove that i3, you could have drove it literally on just on with the throttle pedal. Like, I think I touched the brakes once to stop at a T-junction. That's weird, yeah. And then drove on. And then whenever you let off the brakes, it instantly starts slowing you down. They've, they've brought that out in lorries and stuff, too. Oh, right. But I'd worry about whenever you let your foot off and it's icy conditions or something, and she just starts to apply the brakes slightly and 
that's something I never thought of. Yeah, flick you. My dad said to me, "I goes, don't like that." As <laughs> a man doesn't like change. Don't fall. Oh, he does not. No, 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 no. I, as everybody who listens to this knows, I'm not a electric car lover. I mean, I kind of accept that. Probably at some future point, I will have to get one. We we probably all will, but to say that I'm not excitedly rushing towards it. But I'm going to hit you with some stats here. Um, this will be good. To the facts. Some facts. Um, RAC data released recently shows that public rapid charging prices rose 42% in the last four months. So charging at home is still a bit cheaper for now. But electric prices, as we all know, are crazy at the minute. Much the same as fuel prices even, yeah. Yeah, but if you can't charge at home or if you don't have a subscription to the, like the charging network thing which is a thing apparently with electric cars uh, mm. they reckon it's costing around 18p a mile um, whereas your petrol car that does 40 miles a gallon which is not exactly a stretch uh, is about 19p a mile so the whole electric's cheaper thing doesn't yeah uh, funny I was quite surprised because I was actually talking to Chris before and after I was there for quite a while with him and he was telling me he's daily driving uh, a Leon estate, a 1.5 petrol. Right. And that thing's getting 25, or sorry, 50 miles to the gallon. It's hmm. impressive. Like, that's as much as your superb is, Lee. Yeah. Yeah. So they reckon it's average. Now, the ME with its such limited range might be slightly out of this, but your typical electric car, they reckon the average, if you're charging it at home, is still about 9p a mile. So it is a lot cheaper for that. But for someone who lives in an apartment or something, or you have to is out and about, yeah. and you have to use these public charging stations, it's not as cheap as what you think. The ME actually just charges with a, th- a three-pin plug, so you do charge it at home. And oh, right. I think it takes like three hours or something for a full charge. What's, so, the, what's the range like? Forty-five miles. So you're not going to. Well, you can't use it on the motorway anyway. So I was going to say you're not going to go to Dublin on it. But yeah. for it's the kind of thing if it's used in its environment that it's designed for, it's going to do the job. That's the sort of thing's perfect for like an outlaw. Yes. Potter into the shops and back and forth once a week. Yeah. That's you know what, what I mean? Chris was saying. Like they were taking it into town to do deliveries for like parts deliveries to mechanics yeah. and stuff because you can park it anywhere. Yeah. So, and that's the. Yeah, like a smart car. Well, funny, we were actually going through the town. We come down past the credit union. Chris said, we passed the smart car. And Chris and me said, look at the size of that thing. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> 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 Who needs a car that large? Um, yeah. So. Big shout out to Chris and the guys at Roadside for letting us take that out. It was uh, let me fulfill all my electric car dreams. That's me done. I don't need to drive any more electric cars until I create something even more quirky than the ME. Is that your quota for the year? Oh, that's me. I'm for life. Just life. life. Oh, for life. But honestly, I was surprised because I thought, I was like, I've bigged this up in my head. You know, it's not going to be, it was just so fun. It's not going to be anywhere near as good as what you thought it was going to be. No, the ride was a bit rough. Um, Like it was a bit kind of, Rumbly, yeah and i think it's just down to the fact that it's so light you know it doesn't yeah. proper suspension like mcpherson struts on it but it's is just it, is it what's it is it aluminium plastic what plastic body but they're it's steel. Like composite, isn't it? yeah it's like a steel um square section frame and then like plastic panels on it so the beauty to keep the, en- the engineer behind it which is when i get nerdy um the front and back panel plastic body panel are mm-hmm. the exact same yeah. So that's why the, the people joke about you don't know if it's coming or going because the front's the same as the back yeah. and they just change the lights from clear to white or sorry, clear to red. The door hmm. is the same door. So that's why one's a suicide door. So it I just, just flipped. shifted around. 
Um, there's a few little panels like joining between the doors and the front front and back shell clamshell. And they're all the same too, probably. They're all the same. Yeah. So that's what, like Chris and I were saying too. If you wanted one, say you did take it on some sort of like higher thing, you buy a set of plastics and paint them whatever color you want, or wrap them, slap them on when it goes to go back, swap them back again. Yeah. And they're not painted. They're actually like you get like a quad. The the red plastic is red. The ah, gray yeah. plastic is so if it gets scratched or something, doesn't rust or you know, it doesn't yeah. need painted. So it's sort of like utilitarian motoring. Was it's it, pretty cool to be honest with you yeah, when you think about it that a, way. A rare thing that I ever thought I would say, you know, I like this kind of thing, yeah. but I actually really did. Because like people know me, if I didn't like it, I would soon say. But <laughs> um bit of a dick. But uh <laughs> didn't want to say it, but Steph was gonna say it there, <laughs> I had to say it. Um but yeah, no, I it was really, really fun and if you get the chance, call and see the guys and take it out for a drive because you'd be surprised. Go a bit inundated with boys. What? Yeah, there'll literally be three Mikhail people coming says, in. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you're not spinning that joke. Oh dear. Yeah, so that's that's me for news. Um, I have one slight news story. Oh, slipping in there at the end. Tell you. Uh, did you know Dark Horse. Porsche fit the stock market? No. Porsche and I officially, you can Floated. buy, you can now buy stonks. Stonks? In Porsche. There you go. Hit, I, I hit. always asked, do you know what? I actually would have assumed they were already on it. It was, I think Vag's on it. Um, but I think that's why I would have assumed, yeah. Yeah, but I think that uh, it was only on Thursday, I think they had there in as like a separate entity, yeah. Because you own one share in Volkswagen, <laughs> yeah. Do you? I, yeah, I think it's actually Volkswagen of America, isn't it? Did you buy the diesel gate times? Lee you bought me it. Oh, didn't you? Yeah, mm, there you go. What's it worth now? Uh, <laughs> probably about 10p. <laughs> Lee bought it and then diesel gate happened. I think so. And then yeah. it tanked. Oh, I was like, oh, dear. what a good time there. It's probably back to what it was. But this way, I think Porsche hit the market and Volkswagen are going to get 9.5 billion out of that. Out of it. And uh, I think there's other people involved with it that are going to get a lot more. I think the Porsche family themselves are getting 25% of the 70 billion or something. That's that sure probably worth. That. So, yeah, if you want to buy some stocks in Porsche, now's the time. 84 euros a stock. Seems yeah. cheap. Cheaper than a Porsche. Cheap if you find something down the back of the sofa there. Yeah, it's not bad. Buy it. Buy to see what way that climbs. Uh, yeah. Get that Bitcoin. Well, I don't know. Well, you think about it, this new, this synthetic fuel they're potentially developing. Ah. This is your fat man. <laughs> Stonks moment here. <laughs> I see that, yeah. Financial fat. Financial fat. That's, uh, yeah. It's, well. My own podcast. That I, I was going to say, yes, that would be... How, would, how to lose all your money in a week. <laughs> <laughs> how to lose money and alienate people. Exactly. Yeah. Me and Robin's going to start a podcast as well. Uh, I'll tell you how to spend money. He'll tell you how to hold on it. It would just be a fight. Miserable ball of man that he is. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. So buy up all the stocks. Yeah. I'd be honest with you, the way the things are going for everybody, I think everybody's going to be able to afford to buy anything at the minute. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to place a bet today. Right? It's weird for you. That's how how things are going. But it was it came up it was one of these sponsor posts on uh Facebook and it was uh 35 to 1 on Verstappen to win the Singapore Grand Prix and I was like I think he probably will win it so that's uh Was this before or after qualifying? I don't know, it was sometime this afternoon. Cuz he tanked out of qualifying spectacularly there. Yeah, but he could start from 20th and still win, so... Mm. Mm. We'll see. Be interesting mm. to see tomorrow. 
And yeah. then, because I'm old, I couldn't figure out how to work it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Even? <laughs> Was this Paddy Power? No, uh, William Hill. All oh, right. No, no I, 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 the only last time I betted in Paddy Power, I actually betted on the outcome of Brexit. Did you? Yeah. And you won, but we all lost. Yeah, we won, we all lost. Um, So, we'll move on to our... It wasn't because I'm old, it's because I don't know how to bet that I didn't understand what I was looking at. I yeah. should, I should add... You could have asked someone. It was asking. It was all these ones about. There was some really funny ones. I was like, I'm just going to stick a quid on that just for the crack. Yeah. It was like, um, two hundred and fifty to one, for some. I think the winner wasn't all that unreasonable. It was like science to win, which is like not totally outside of the realms of possibility. Mm-hmm. But then also Lando and Ricardo to finish in points or something, and it was like Nonsense. all these like accumulator <laughs> things. Yeah. <laughs> Ricardo's just parking the car at the back of the grid now him and Latifi are fighting over last place <laughs> every race just because Ricardo doesn't care neither does Latifi no they're they're both gone like, aren't they yeah, yeah. Um, um, I'm gonna go get another drink uh, right so will we move on to YouTube then Stefan you're the YouTube man in place of <laughs> Nigel the YouTube man thank you um, I so um, Goodwood Classic sorry Goodwood Revival was on that's right. About two weeks ago, I think we were clean fest when it was on, mm-hmm. same weekend, and they've started to throw a lot of their various races and stuff on, onto YouTube, sort of drip, drop feeding them every, maybe two, three days, they put up a new race or something like that, some pretty decent watching. What the, sort of stuff are you talking, like what kind of era stuff? Um, or is it I've only watched, all? I've watched two or three, the one that I thought was fantastic was the pre-70s touring cars so it's the minis and the old alphas and you have mark ii jags in there you have ford galaxies which are the big seven liter v8 monsters against a mini uh it's it's the best race it's i think it's called the saint mary's trophy Uh it's genuinely the best race at Goodwood Revival, in my opinion, because it's just mental. We've said this before, but it's so cool to see those older classics still out there doing that thing. Yeah, and yeah. A, a lot of the cars are still being built specifically for that one race. That's class. You know, like the minis, I think, just more or less go back into a shed, right? Target apart. We'll have a year to do this again. Go again. Um, yeah, and like the drivers, there's like... Uh, Roman Dumas was on. He's two-time... Um, no, he... Well, he... That too, two-time Le Mans winner. All right as well. Um, That's right, actually. A load of, like, Steve Soper, like, from mid-90s touring cars right up to Max Chilton, Andrew Jordan, current British touring car. All racing this Racers, series. yeah. Um, and other ones. And my favourite driver of all, Rowan Atkinson. Mr. Mr. Bean. Oh, that's, he's a big car guy, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, Mr. Wait, Bean was he's like... He's racing this series? Yep. It's not the series. I think it's just one a one-off race at Revival. But he was out... That's he was out good. with like Roman Dumas and uh, some other fantastic drivers. And Stoffel von Dorn, who's the uh, he's the Formula E world champion. He definitely sounds like Stubwaffel. He sounds like a German bad guy in an American film. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a trans DJ. Yeah, well, yes, yeah. We're coming off from two very different angles, Lee, but yeah. yes, he does. There you go. Well, yeah. So like that that whole field of just fantastic drivers and Mr. Bean running about in the background. Like rubber face under the helmet. Yeah. That's it's impressive. I didn't cute. expect you to say that now. There you go. Yeah. He wrote off, was he famous for in Top Gear Manson writing off his McLaren F1, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think he, I think in the race he done quite well, but at one point he was getting blue flagged, and he held the leader up for like the leader had like four second uh, lead, mm-hmm. and I think he held him up for about three and a half seconds. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple of corners. It's so rock. He's like, do what he wants. I'll tell you, back you up again. Um, just you mentioned clean fester. I actually meant to mention this in the last one, but uh, local YouTuber Shorty nineteen nineteen. He was over with us, and he did a video from Clean Fest. We actually talked on the last episode about drinking all the limitless guys. Yeah, he has done a video about their antics and kind of thing. Oh, it's actually, yeah, and do you know what? It's actually very good because not all of their antics. I have. not all of their antics. No, uh, he did say that there was a good forty five minutes of footage that he had to cut out. Oh, well, yes. yeah. Hmm. So, um, but yeah, they kind of worked it. They passed the camera around people, different people filming different things when they were out, yeah. you know, at the show. And it actually was quite good. And I said, Dandy, it was like, this is like, it makes you feel like you're there. You know, he, he sort of Aye. nailed it with this video. It's very, very good. So hopefully more of that. Been an interesting um, perspective, like, wasn't it? Especially very, everybody else videoing. Yeah, it was quite cool. Yeah. Um, again, similar sort of vein for the Dutz Collective show was Six Mile Style, Lee Wattstadt. Um, yes. Quite a good video. I was kind of nervous when I seen it released because when those guys rolled up and I was directing them towards parking, I gave them so much abuse and then looked in and realized <laughs> that James was holding the camera and I was like, oh, oh that was a bit spicy. Yeah. Um, so thankfully that didn't make it in. That'll make the end of year highlights. I, I think, would uh, imagine so, yeah. yeah. I didn't want to say that, but now you've put it out there. Boys, thanks. I said, lads, <laughs> roast them. Um, and then the other side of the water, sticking with the show videos, Dog Pizza has done the Roots Classic video, which was quite cool yeah. to see. Uh, again, these are good videos. If you didn't get to a show, you can actually, yeah. you know, you can go and see what it's about and hopefully tickles your fancy for next year. Uh, Paul Glennon had a video of Torch Collective as well. He did indeed. Um, and at one point, he's like walking down the hill and you can you can hear my voice quite clearly because the camera must have been pointing towards me where I was directing the car. Yeah. And you just hear my dulcet tones going like, thank you. Lee's claim to fame. <laughs> <laughs> Another one there. Um, did you know that there was a new Grand Tour? I did, but I didn't watch it, so I didn't. Uh, did you have you seen it? No, no, I haven't watched any of it. Scandy flick. I did hear about James May's crash during it. It was brutal. Yeah, I seen the I seen the clip of it. Did you see it, Lee? No, but I heard about it. It's a rough in a, a tunnel rough. or something. Was it? Yeah. yeah, he was racing. He was racing down a tunnel, and the thing with the tunnel is it was all on like sensor lights. So right. as, as you were going further down the tunnel, you were racing into darkness, and the lights were all green. And then whenever you seen the red light, that was the end of the tunnel. So when you had to break. And it stopped before he more or less hit literally a rock rock face. I think he'd end up with the Evo turning sideways, didn't it? He threw the handbrake on. That's what it was. And then when, when he hit sideways, he was in a right-hand drive car and his head smacked off like the window door Ow. frame kind of area, wasn't it? He, he, was, he said he was fine. He said his ribs, he broke a... Did he break a rib? He didn't look fine. But he got out of the car and they took him off for a medical assessment. And he said, like, because I watched that and then I watched... They'd done a, a YouTube video pretty much with the cars back from this event. Finland or where the hell they were and they took a bit of a walk around it and he said to be honest with you I got out of the car it was fine just went for a medical check Adrenaline does a lot of things for it you It does a lot of things If you remember that man's what in his 50s now? Oh he's probably 60 yeah. Sure, Clarkson's 62 or 3 now Yeah I think he might actually be older even well, yeah. Old man Hammond looks He's hanging, on, he's hanging on to you. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man's hanging on Just for, for men. <laughs> Working his magic. <laughs> he looks like a pine shop version of Tony Stark. That beard. Yeah, he does. 
<laughs> but yeah, the, I ten if, man. If he had like you know fractured his skull or something there, like because he weren't wearing a helmet or anything, I don't think was he. No, you know, no. he wasn't. Didn't seem to have a whole lot of safety equipment in the car. Mm. I think everybody's seen Akivo sure. I'll Aye. stop, all right. I'll let him no bother there. Racing through the cave there, mate. Yeah, and then later on, and and I'll not ruin it for people, but basically it was a bad accident, and then it gets worse. He again. had another accident. Ah, fair <laughs> enough. So it it was entertaining to watch, but it's definitely chewing gum for the brain. Aye, like it switched off the, the Top Gear became that years ago for those guys as well. Like Ak- it did, yeah. But yeah. worth a watch if you're bored. Some even like. I'm going to be watching that in about 20 years' time. That's my <laughs> yeah. usual go those guys now. Yeah. Anything else? Um, let's see. Only really stuff about Florida and... Yeah, hur- funny what I was talking about earlier. Hurricane Ian. Um, Reckon places, I think Adam LZ's compound's basically underwater. Yes, we watched that one. Um, her and him and Clet driving around. And Cletus McFarland. It, he done a couple of videos basically showing a drive around showing damage. He had very, he got very, very lucky. He put all of his cars into like the big shed and then he had like a big sort of like covered carport. Uh-huh. It collapsed um, completely. Now, the only things they had in it were a couple of wreckers and uh, a friend's side-by-side. Mm-hmm. It was fine, a couple of scratches, but his big like double stacker trailer thing, f- like covered in scratches and dented panels and stuff, perfectly fixable, but Still not what you want. No, still not what you want. And then a couple of signs and stuff blew down. So he was very lucky because he's fairly close to Fort Myers as well. Mm-hmm. Which so, got devastated. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, it's got flattened. Which yeah. is where we were for Eurotrip early in February. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had watched that. I, I don't really watch the Adam LZ stuff, but we watched that video of the driver under the compound, him and Cleck going around before it really hit hard. Yeah. And it was already like a foot underwater in a lot of the places. I, before it hit? Yeah. Jesus. Long before it hit. Yeah. So it's, uh, it just kind of shows you what, what people's content with, like. Yeah. Um, the only other th- YouTube thing that I have, Mighty Car Mods. Do you guys watch any of that? No. No, I know you're a big fan of it. Australian chaps. Um, they basically are, are, have started a new build where they're building a Subaru Lavorg. It's basically a legacy or what is now the legacy. Uh-huh. I think it's like an Australian only thing now. Um, that never came with the WRX spec. Okay. So they're now, they bought a 2018 wrecked WRX and are now transplanting because it's, it's the exact same floor pan and car swapping everything over into the into the thing. Did I see was it thumbnails? <coughs> it was like we built the car Subaru should have built or something like Pretty that. Much, yeah. I remember yeah. seeing something like that, but it hadn't. That actually sounded interesting. It is a cool. It it it's a cool build. Yeah, I do like a concept like that because even within the Volkswagen scene, you had guys taking like the Polo Dunes, which was like the kind of quote unquote off road Polo, yeah, and retrofitting that kit and stuff to the three door cars, Aye. and you know I like that sort of thing building what the the OEM should have built. I find that there that you can still do that in twenty twenty. Yeah. Well, in a twenty twenty car, you know, you could do that twenty thirty years ago with cars. Yeah, I just find it fascinating that you can still do that with, you know, a car so modern. Yeah. To take parts, take it apart, and rebuild it into one. Well, again, what it should have been. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. One Transport of my favorites, which it's not exactly like that where it's the same type of car putting a different kit and stuff on it but um was the eos with the sirocco front do you remember that used to do the shows yes yeah. i thought it was lovely yeah uh, it sort of showed you they should have built a convertible sirocco yeah yeah mm-hmm. and obviously that there was a market for it at least one person would have bought one 
Lee. Aye, whatever. <laughs> There's two, though. <laughs> um, yeah, so, as I say, we'll we'll move on to... Yeah, I have a YouTube. How long? What? You're not allowed to have YouTubes. You never have them. I have a clip. I want to play a clip. Oh, no. Here we go. <laughs> it's funny. So they already got the records here, but there is a lot of stuff to clean up. So this per- turnpike spur and Mustang on-ramp here at I-40 will probably be closed for quite some time. Jim Garpoint live from Bob Mills. Got his nine. Back to you. Jim, can you tell what he's carrying there? What's all over the road? All right, that's it's a, a mess for yeah, sure. That's the latest. I-40 eastbound. Uh, well, looks like some... Bu- no, we're zooming in. Uh, not really... Uh, Maybe you Some can tell. I, I can't tell. You yeah. know, the good thing involved in this, too, is the driver's not injured. Good. There's no injuries, but uh, there's a lot of stuff laying on the road. Whatever it is, it's going to take a while to clean up. All right. Jim Gardner over the scene in Bob Mills Sky News 9 again. I-40 eastbound blocking the Kilpatrick. That sounds like a man that doesn't want to say what's all over a road. So this is obviously a lorry that is overturned. It's causing a traffic disruption. <laughs> what well, you can't see idea. when you're not gonna be in the room. looking at the video is where that big pause comes where she says can you see what's on the road and he doesn't answer Yeah, the camera kind of zooms in <laughs> and he um, euphemistically described in the article as marital aids <laughs> yeah. dildos it's dildos and lube it's dildos and lube all over the road like <laughs> <laughs> I know personally from what you've told me before, Lee, <laughs> on the M50, you've seen a lot of dildos on the road, but these were actual dildos on the road. Tell you now, All over the road. Them two women knew exactly what it was. Oh, yes. Jim. Tell us what you're seeing. What are they? <laughs> Go on, Jim. Let us know. Tell us, Jim. What's that about? I now? think the best bit I read was um, the intimate lubrication is designed not to wash off easily, so the cleanup operation is complete. <laughs> I was actually about to say that. <laughs> Imagine hitting that afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Be like a slip and slide in that motorway. Well, I'll tell you what. Monster come. See if it's hard to clear off the road. That's the stuff you're going to buy, isn't well, it? That's it too. Like, this is instant advertising for it. Frictionless. A frictionless motorway. <laughs> the, their, their adverts should be just all the cars piled up. <laughs> Stefan, you're a lorry driver. Have you ever hauled any similar cargo? Any I, have not, I have not, Lee, no. <laughs> That, no. that you know of. It's been a couple of driving assessors in the I'll <laughs> <laughs> call dildos. I like it. Shouts to Sam McMaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, 14 OCP. He'll know what we're talking about. Oh, dear. Yeah, so we'll finally move on to our topic then. Yes. So, uh, yeah, last weekend then we were attending and helping to run uh, GTI's new show. We were. So, Dutch Collective or Deutz Collective was being held in Scarborough House. Absolutely fantastic venue, considering it was five miles from here. Which yep. I don't think we've ever had a show as close as this, which yep. is hard to beat. Um, was ran in place of Titanic Dubs, and Titanic Dubs essentially was under construction. The site, anyway, was, and it ran on, and this had to be organized. Yeah. Stefan, you and Matt had a big part in sorting this out. Well, there was drink involved so there was alcohol involved this yeah. was all sort of that uh caffeine and machine i want to say for a venue yeah middle of august yeah nigel and gethin jumped all over it and did an absolutely fantastic job of sorting it out yeah i was skeptical of the site because i was like how is this going to work but like the feedback from it was absolutely amazing i was i was at the gate 
taking money off people, basically. It was the coin goblin for the day, but I was, <laughs> I was asking people just as they were coming in, going, what do you think? Is it, mm-hmm. is it living up to expectation? Do you think it'll be a good show? And everybody seemed mm. happy enough, I mean, bar, yeah. bar one guy. <laughs> bar one guy, you always get that one guy. Bar one guy. Um, but for anyone that wasn't there, it's kind of like a, almost kind of like a stately home kind of vibe. Yeah, bit of a courtyard out the front, big open fields that kind of literally roll for miles. Like yeah. you can just see green grass and trees. Yeah, um, nice laid back atmosphere. Kind of strange considering it's kind of the same atmosphere as Eurotreffin, which was me on edge because the three shows G Town I do are all kind of different. You know, yeah, Dubshed's the big all singing, all dancing. You know scene kid fest for want of a better term <laughs> you had Castle Wellen which was replaced by um, Eurotreffin is the lead back in Chilled the woods out in the wood, relaxed yeah. and then Titanic Dubs great season closer and a real iconic you yeah know, different location yeah something that I absolutely love it's a show in the city but it's not in the city yeah it's something a bit different yeah. I yeah. like you're not going to get a location like that. So to have one so, sort of similar to Eurotraffin, I was like, hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, really, really good. As being part of it, it's very hard to understand. You know, we look at it differently than people who are attending. Yeah. So to get good feedback is nice and constructive feedback you can work on. Um, I have to say, the food was good. The food was excellent. Food well was done. I did organize that, so I'll take a bit of credit for that. <laughs> the fat boy here sorting that. So, um but no, it was it was. Great. And the ice cream was top notch because we did lament that we didn't get to try the ice cream at Eurotreffin, and we made a point to try it this time, and it was delicious. Yeah, I would say. Um, well, I was going to say you'd be hard pushed to find a show with as good of food and beverages at it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'll narrow that down to Ireland slash Northern Ireland because Becker's Junk Food Show. Oh, that just, just looks like amazing. amazing. <laughs> you wouldn't even look at cars; you just go for the food. Yeah. Um, I actually thought the day was going to be very relaxed, laid back. You know, I was going to park a few cars with everyone and just Fucking talk. bedlam. It was nuts because yeah. the weather was fantastic and people come out in their droves. We landed on Saturday morning. We had set it up and things were like, this is going to be great. Not a problem. Yep. We're all, all Friday night. We're ready to go. A few hours, everything was great. All's good. Landed on Saturday morning. It started to rain. I went, ah, shit. Here we go. Yep. 20 minutes. Sun was out place was just so were the people dry as a bone and then the there's at least like a, that's a quarter maybe half a mile driveway into it yeah queued out onto the road oh it was yeah. and like we a, had to send jake God for traffic him, control down pretty much to stop people it's a bit of a bad corner coming in yeah so he was doing traffic he was waving his arms around like a lunatic i mean it was bedlam like yeah and even after Sort of 12, 1 o'clock, whenever it all tapered off, people were still coming in and yep. parking up. Because and... you were doing the gate when I told, and then Lee and I took over for a while. Yeah. And then Lee accused me of leaving her on her own when really what I was doing was schmoozing. You know, it's a big part of the car scene. You're a big schmoozer. Big schmoozer. Um, and then we had to go up, do a bit of judging sort of thing. So it was like, by the time all that was done, yeah. the day is essentially over. Yeah. You know, it's not, it wasn't the laid back day that I was expecting. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was laid back as well in that people could come and go was the sort of pleased as well. Yeah. If you were ready to go home, you could have gotten your car and driven out and went home. With I that being said... Equally said, you can come late if you were... New if you, people that potentially had won prizes cleared off before yeah. they were given a prize and therefore lost their prize. Yeah, which is unfortunate, but yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. Um, 
usually after most shows and then the end of year two we would all head out afterwards for a big feed mm-hmm. and lee threw us a bit of a spanner in the works and said no we're having a garage party so that was uh awesome i think we had <laughs> you lee you were in the house cooking nigel was in the barbecue cooking yep. in the i garage. did the indoor cooking nigel did the outdoor cooking what, do we have 25 people back here mm. it was quite good because it was just we expected it to be the gti crew a lot of people couldn't go back and we had a lot of food and said why not ask a lot of people back that mm. we're kind of standing there was basically anyone who was standing around or we were chatting yeah, to we were we're like, like yeah. please come there's so much food come on ahead please so come and eat it <laughs> it was quite good because like there was people there that all know each other through shows but maybe never really spoke would know each other to see and it was kind of cool to see everybody mingling and chatting and kind of getting to know each other and I really enjoyed it and again we go on about community that's what it's about like open, yeah. we opened up our home to people um we created well, a bit of a, the garage anyway well they had wouldn't let them tea. all in the house <laughs> no, well i suppose here we let paul down and sleep over you know we did. You let him sleep over you let anyone in um <laughs> we did create a bit of a spectacle as well with the neighbors so what we had 20 no we had seven cars in the driveway not including anything that we own and 14 or 15 in the field yeah yeah so mm-hmm. i got a text from my mum saying uh, your dad drove past and it was quite a sight. I was like, oh, okay. And then <laughs> so one of the neighbors was sending me as well. Oh, you, you had a lot of cars there? I was like, yep. I think they were worried that they were all of ours. I was like, no, it's okay. <laughs> They'll be gone in the morning. It's fine. Yep. Um, yeah, so thank you to Lee and Nigel for the food because it was absolutely fantastic. Yep. I did laugh because you asked Clark and Gavin when they were leaving, did they get enough? And I think Clark was going to hit you at one point by the look of him. <laughs> he was like, are you fucking serious? God love Nigel. We were bar- barbecuing inside. His eyes were sh- looked like they were stinging out of him. Yes, we should have barbecued outside. Yes, well, and that was kind of the plan. But then it was spitting <coughs> rain, and we weren't totally sure because I was going to pull the barbecue out and put it under the like the lean to. Yeah, which probably would have been better. But mm. then it was getting the barbecue out to the lean to because the ground's not exactly yeah level. Yeah. Then when it was the smoke hitting the eyes, he looked like Stevie Wonder on the barbecue, like. <laughs> Literally wasn't sticking his hands on a plane. You know, that's pretty good. Nigel, right. Nigel's the king of the barbecue. He is. So the he man was knows fine. how to do it. So yeah, that that was great fun. Yeah, thanks to everybody who came. It was a really good crack. Yeah, and the same for the show as well. It was absolutely awesome to see everybody. As I say, I didn't get to hang out the way I thought I would, but it was good yeah. to catch up with a lot of people and see so many people out. I got chatting to the owner of the Scarborough House that's on right. Monday, so I did. He, he phoned me. Was chatting to him and he was, he was over, happy. He was over the moon. He thought it was good. He w- he was there briefly, mm-hmm. but he said it was great. Um, but that's how you should leave a venue. Happy, you... happy to have his back. And he said clean, tidy. The field wasn't covered in rubbish. Everybody was very respectful. Leave the place the way you found it. Correct. That's absolutely. And yeah. that's as much down to ourselves as organisers as it is to the people attending. So yeah. fair play to everybody. Yeah, th- he's very keen to have us next year. I think. Excellent. So well, hopefully there, so we can work something out. Um, finish up then, will we move on to our questions? Yes, absolutely. I'm yep. sure there'll be some humorous and some silly ones as always. Um, <laughs> so I've won there for me and I knew, but I'm going to leave this until Nigel's back because Nigel had actually seen it when he sent it in and really liked it. So Stephanie, you're not getting this one. So me. You had to wait. That's right. Um, <laughs> okay. So we'll start with Jack Rice. Jack says, biggest mistake slash worst car you have bought. 
and is anyone for the NEC Classic this year? Stefan, I feel like this is a question for you, my Wolf, friend. I bought some... Lemons. Lemons. <laughs> You're, uh, you two were there the, the night I bought the biggest lemon of all. You brought. We a, tried to stop you. You brought us to stop you and you ignored it's us. It's love at first sight, folks. That's all I can say. <laughs> I bought a white Mercedes 190D in Lisbon in the dark, in the rain, and I didn't test drive it. And the guy was very nice and said, don't worry. I'll drive it down the road for you. Young and naive. Young and naive. And this you know boy what? That looked semi dodgy. And was wearing slippers. Can he I just was. point out? Yeah, he was wearing rain. slippers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Do you remember we worked out? But you know what I tell you? That car sat so well for cut springs. It was unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> and exhausted scraped the ground the you, whole way. <laughs> you actually stuck your Corvette saw blades in that. Yeah. And they looked so good on us. I'd never seen them on a Merc before. No. And if I w- Mercs need a big flat faced wheel like yeah. that. That's just what they should have on them. Yeah. Well, Bolly Umford sits in those big Carlson's Carlson. and it just looks fucking that, fantastic. That's on what them. Mercs are meant to have on them. Yeah. Stefan's a big Mercedes guy here, as you can tell. Yes. Have a few. Uh, do you remember the day? Would buy more. <laughs> if anyone has any. If you're looking rid of any of a transporter, of a van, I'll come around and lift them. Not a problem. Cheap cars. Cheap yokes. Um, do you remember the day we worked out why it didn't have number plate lights or why they weren't illuminating? <laughs> because when the car was painted, they were painted over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's so many things wrong with that thing. I remember being around it and just every time you went to something, there was an issue with it or something dodgy done to it. Like, Yeah. Um, it's a pity because if you had the time, you could have made a nice car out of that. I think, I think whenever you guys lived in your old house, Clark, Coffee. Came out he and did, I took him for a run. Parts. I took him for a run up the road and I think he was in the back seat. And the diff mounts were that bad and the prop shaft couplings were hanging out of it that whenever I changed gear, it thumped the floor and he thought he was in for a, a pounding. He thought he was in for a colonic. Uh, yeah, he thought, he thought <laughs> those road was, dildos were coming from yeah, him. Yeah. <laughs> Frictionless dildos. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. That's definitely your. Um, Is that the worst? You have bought some. We'll circle back just yeah, now. Yeah, we think there, but I think it's pretty much up there. <laughs> what have you guys bought? What lemons have you guys bought? I'd be honest. I, never... I bought a lemon one time from a certain well-known four-letter local car dealer. It was a Focus. You love that car. I loved that Focus so much, but it was not a good car. Focuses themselves are a very good car. This was just not a particularly good example of one. I still loved it anyway, um, but it had not been well maintained in its life before I got it, and uh, I had no end to bother with it. <laughs> I tend to buy shit boxes and fix them up, so I know I'm getting into it. The Bora was one of those ones that was like, it wasn't what it was meant to be, and it was like previous, not even previous owners, previous, previous, previous owners had buried things in it, you know, and done stupid yeah. shit. And I and that car stands me an absolute fortune now. Like, mm-hmm. even with the price increase on them, well beyond, you know, I have more in it than what they're worth even still. Yeah. I still love the thing. Yeah. Um, Like, the exhaust on it cost almost as much as what I paid for the car. As the, the coilovers? Yeah, as the coilovers, yeah. And mm-hmm. whatever else. But that's probably the most lemony. Um, Still needs a bit of work, but it's... It's still good. Nothing nothing like Stefan's 190 here. I'll go for a close second. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Do I know this one? The Red Mark Three that Ooh, I bought. No, I bought this. My time. No, I didn't buy this off of 
Was this on, on the one with the every mod on it? Yeah. No. Oh, that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. I was, thought you said Red Mark 2. Yes. Yeah. Oh, but who? Oh. Mm. Speaking of Chris Holden, I bought one off him and the thing <laughs> quit after a month and I just scrapped it and he's never forgiven me. Anyway. <laughs> Hi, Chris. If you're listening. Uh, Mark 3 TDI. Uh, yeah, that was... Uh... Basically, it was rotten in the air pillar and I think you opened the door and showed it to Gethin one time and Gethin says, I have never seen, and he's Mr. Mark 3, I have never seen a Mark 3 golf rot there. I've never seen one rot there either. No. It was rotten inside the inner wings as well because we welded that. Yeah, we did. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, where else was it? My favourite thing about that car was, the was there like a 200 odd thousand miles? 280,000 mile. TDI. Yeah. And with the every mail done and obviously the cheap coilovers and stuff, I remember sitting <laughs> in it. Oh, it was a hockey puck engine mention of it. Oh, that, that, that thing help. solid as a rock. And sitting at McDonald's eating, as we always do, <laughs> and you set your McDonald's cup on the steering wheel and the vibrations was just turning the cup around. I was yeah. like, yes. You have to turn off to order the window. Yeah. So that was that loud. And it wasn't like there was an exhaust fan. It was just a loud car. Yeah, it's it a rattly bastard. But no, the, the 190 was definitely worse than that. I'm sure there's some of my friends will say, no, no, no. There's worse than there's that. More. <laughs> no, the 190 is definitely the well up there. F- it's the fact that you brought us with you and you were like, don't let me buy this if it's bad. And we were like, I okay, we won't. And, and you had they, a bot, yeah. That's the way it works. I will buy a car in my head. I remember coming <laughs> home. I've seen it. <laughs> I remember coming home and watching Downton Abbey and just thinking about that whole transaction. It was like Christmas time kind of thing. I'm just thinking, running through my head going, where did that all go wrong? Uh Oh, what a time to be alive. I'm a fool. <laughs> uh, moving on then. Uh, Donner underscore DB Dailies. What, in your opinion, is the worst trend to hit the Irish car scene, i.e. huge body kits, agri-spec, etc.? I think he has nailed it with agri-spec. Yeah. <laughs> what do you reckon? Popcorn maps. Popcorn maps, well, a staple of the agri-spec, I would say. God, they're so annoying. Yeah. It's the crackle pop bang maps of the diesel world it's the cut springs in the back and the lift kit in the front i think that's yeah caroline squad the macrofell squad <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's that's the word like Honestly, i don't i don't mind a bit of smoke and a bit of ignorance like that but don't don't drive about in, in that thing and you looking at the fucking sky and it's an absolute death drop make it look good at least yeah, it's it's these guys that take pride in their cars being absolute dung boxes, you know. And yeah. it's not even like to say like the whole patina uh, wrap thing is totally different than that. No, the worst is the John Deere Scania sticker on the back window of your standard one hundred six. <laughs> that's that's the worst. That's <laughs> genuine. Pa- yeah, the bacon's going. The party hats. Correct. New home. Yeah, that's well up. Huge body kits. I can deal with them. I'm, I'm good with that. I like a mm. bit of Jap flour, as we know. Yep. Um, but yeah, anything like that to say, anything it tars us all with the one brush and it's not a good flavor of tar. <laughs> it's uh, it's bad. Um, Ran Cudlop, he says, hats off to another, uh, hats off to you guys for another epic show, Deutsch Collective. Um, again, someone I didn't get talking to very much. P.S. Connor's butt lift looks great in person. Ha ha, I'm a <laughs> surgeon, <laughs> done wonders with Lee's butt. Um, Oh, I was going to say first time messenger, but no, he's missed him before. V-Dub Boy, the man, the oh, speedos. The man, the myth, the legend. Uh, 
What is the perfect build for a guest host, Stefan? Car, wheels, engine, spec, etc. You're putting me on the spot here, sir. Do you want to circle back to that one, how we think? Yeah, I'll think about that one. You think of that one? I could nearly guess it. Uh, you guess and I'll tell you what I think it could be. It's going to be some sort of big body Merc with a big ignorant... Jesus, t- he's hit it in the yeah. head, hasn't he? It's going to be a big TDI, <coughs> big power TDI with a hefty mechanical pump on it of some sort. Big turbo... Probably looking like a 606 running 500 horsepower. Um, You've hit it in the head, Connor, to be honest. Wheels-wise, well, I'm thinking Bally Lumford, which for anybody who doesn't know it, is a 300D, 94-300D. Yeah, w124. People won't know that. Some people <laughs> might. Yeah, well. I want to say, I want to pick a different car for Stefan. Go for it. A PS13. Also true. Man likes a good PS13. Correct. And I have I been in cars from Japan this past <laughs> I from think week, from week I can back. picture Stefan in a black PS13. He'd never keep a black car. Um, What kind of wheels? What Scratchy kind of wheels go black. nice on those cars? Like chromey, typey, jappy wheels. Or Advans. That'd work, be nice. Workmeisters. 16-inch RSs. Workmeisters. Things okay. that Workmeisters or something like that. Yeah. Funny, yeah. we came back from Caffeine Machine. I went with Brown. In his S14, the whole way there, the whole way back, and it was just so ridiculous. I was like, well, I'm going to have to go buy something Japanese. <laughs> buy one of these. That were a good car. Slippy Datsuns. Slippy, some of them Slippy Datsuns. What wheels would you have on your big body, Mark? Big flat wheels, you have to. I would like a set of Carlson 112s. Okay. 112, they're all fractions, Carlson. Yeah, like, that, that's a strange nomenclature. I, I have a set of 1.6s, mm-hmm. but a set of 112s, what I want, can't get them. They're like, big money now. Well, they're not. They're not big money. They're just rare, and they did do knockoffs as well for a while. But even to buy a set of the knockoffs, you can't get even. I, I don't know anybody selling. The fat man does not knock off wheels. We do not knock off wheels in this house. No. Get what out. What are the big? Um, is it TSW Holstons? Are they like a big? They're kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. Funny, like a tractor wheel. Doctor Robotnik's the Lurgan legend had an S class, a hydraulic S class with a set of twenty two inch Holstons on it. They're, big, they're a heavy bastard. They are wheel. a big wheel, yeah. But they're. Have you ever lifted just a Holston? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I lifted his 22s. Jesus, they're, they are heavy, heavy wheels. He was throwing them upstairs in his bedroom. <laughs> I was impressed with the structure of the house. Reinforced rafters. Four of them in there with a hydraulic kit. Jesus Christ. Um, I have a hydraulic kit? Yeah. <laughs> what um, What car would you use? Would you use your W124 or would you use the old stack light you have? For what? For that kind of build, for big turbo diesel, big pump, that kind of thing. Uh, well, I have a 606 yeah. for the Merc. For the... For Bally Lumford. Yeah, for the, the 300D. The, one, the 124. It has one in it, but it's a non-turbo one, which are weaker. But I did get a cheap turbo one off a friend. Mm-hmm. Put that in that par. Nice things. Um, Excellent. And the green Merc. VR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for anyone that doesn't know, I have actually offered... <laughs> Stefan, a free 24-valve VR6 if he mans up and buys a 350Z gearbox and the adapter plate for that Mercedes. So hit him up, message him on his Instagram and let him know that he should do it. Because honestly, there's a 24-valve sitting there and he can have it if he does it. I have to call an ambulance for my wallet to buy the adapter plate for that <laughs> that's gearbox. That's the problem. And the gearbox. It's cheap, but it's not cheap. Yeah. I like everything that's free, it usually ends up costing you. Correct. Um, What else have we got? Borley, W8. Zero RLY. I don't know if this is an encrypted message that he's getting at somebody or a genuine question. It could be either with Bori. Mm-hmm. This could be a 
a note that someone's going to die. You know what he's like? <laughs> yeah. uh, ever done pizza deliveries? Oh, fuck yes. me. I have. I have, I. Yeah. I've done pizza deliveries with Borley. Oh, this is where it's going. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> no. yeah. Man's so, not afraid of her. When I were a lad, <laughs> right? Uh, when we were 18, me, Aaron Hegarty, mm-hmm. um, and Borley were all going to edition 38. And Hegs phoned Borley like the week before saying, are you all ready for next weekend? And he goes, what's happening next weekend? And he goes, uh, oh, we're going to Edition 38. And he goes, fuck, is that next weekend? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. I'll need to do a bit of work. So Borley was, at this time, was living in Dunmurray and was doing pizza deliveries. Uh-huh. He was doing pizza deliveries, Chinese deliveries, and Indian deliveries for fucking seven nights solid. Just to, to get money gathered just up. Just to get money gathered up to go to Edition 38 with us. And I had never met Borley before. And he was like, come on up, meet him. And go out for a spin in the car, get to know each other, because essentially we're going to be fucking camping with each other for three days. Yeah, in the car for hours. Pretty much. And got down the road, and Borley took off up the road. He did 1.126, and he took up the road through the middle of Dunmurray, down a housing estate, and like pulled the handbrake on at about 40 miles an hour. Scared the shit out of me, and he <laughs> and he just stepped out of her as she was still sort of half moving. Well, she had a bag of fucking food, <laughs> like a pizza or like a bag of fucking chicken fried rice, and just walked up to someone's door, knocked the door, door lying open in the middle of the road. Of course, handed it to them. Thanks very much. Back into the car, and then reversed the first up the road, back to the fucking Chinese. That's how you do it. And I think that man raised about seven hundred quid in a week. Excellent. Fantastic. All declared to the tax man. Correct. It was all always above board and legal. The uh, yeah, that <laughs> Borley's a lunatic. Me. He uh, definitely is a complete a lunatic. reformed lunatic. Shall we a reformed say. lunatic. But yes, I had heard that story before, <laughs> and it never fails to amuse me. Um, Rally Wayne. Wayne says, "I think Connor deserves a pat on the back for the great job he did in the Jetta. Man got skills. Thank you very much, Wayne. As we know, I don't take praise very well, so we'll move on quite swiftly. Gloss over that one. Thank you, Wayne." Um, I'll just have to praise you more now you're saying you're make it really awkward for I you I hate it so do it's so nice when people say oh that's great that I just do not take I'm the sort of guy who will literally walk around and you say oh that looks really good now but no it doesn't look at these flaws and I'll you're, point them all out you're waiting for a butt like, oh yes it's really nice no I am the butt I'm but. I'll include it <laughs> it's uh, like poor Richie he's got so used to the abuse that he can't take a compliment <laughs> that's what's wrong it's our friend group we're all destroyed Somebody uh, complimented Richie's car at Edition one year. Do you remember when he had the Octavia on the bag? Yeah, John and from it Holland. Looked brilliant. And he rolled up beside Connor in the Mark III and John came over and was like, oh, this is lovely and was chatting away to him. And Richie was just done going, <laughs> like what? waiting for the butt. <laughs> I was like, Richie, say thanks. <laughs> say thank you. <laughs> Stu- <laughs> he the didn't man- know what to do. The man was too stunned to speak. Yeah, we have a toxic friend group. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Um, our Noodle Hegarty. Still loving the podcast, guys. Thank you very much, Arn. Looking forward to hearing Stefan back on. There you go. That's Arn you were talking about in your story uh, yeah, before. Yeah, it was. Yep, yep. Um, w. Brown 343. William says, Dutch Collective was unreal. OG Castle Wellm vibes. It did. We even had a tree. We did indeed. And he was parked under one. Do you know what he drives? The car you want to steal? Oh, I love that car so much. The green S8. S8. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. I see since he's got those wheels. I know I said this before. Like, I loved it before, and I love it even more now. Yeah, it's a serious car, that. That car is you. It is. One day. 
Andy, keep keep tagging me in those uh, ones <laughs> that pop up. I'll buy one eventually. Yeah, but hooting him and Genuine, you're definitely going to buy one at some point. <laughs> you get tagged one in Scotland whenever you're away working. And there'll be no one there to the, say no, Lee. Create the superb. The superb this. won't come back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll leave the superb at my sister's house. <laughs> <laughs> Before the essay at midnight home. Um, David underscore Jack underscore Hill. I've done nothing with the car since players. It's now sat in the shed for months and just can't get the motivation to fix it, which is very relatable at times. It is life. Yeah. Yeah, we've, we've all been there. It's never, it's not all plain sailing with cars, especially modified cars. Do you know what's broken the car? I don't. Um, I know he did tell me a long time ago. I think it might have been injector issues. Right. But it's a big power one point of turbo, so there could be anything wrong. I tend to get mental block on fixing things. And it's like, like doing the time belt in that caddy. I put that off for months. Yeah, rather than just going doing it. Just going. And it was a night. It was a night of. Good crack. Good crack uh, of doing it. And it's just, you just get that, that, oh, fuck, I can't be bored with this. Get up off your arse and go and do it. Yeah. Because it's probably the best way to go and do it. And you just get over it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, just doing it is the issue. Do you a need sh- to do a shower buff impression. Do it. <laughs> when you're in that mindset of, you just need to do one small thing. Yeah. You yeah. Just pick like, one small thing that you can achieve. And then that gets you kind of back. It's a big boost. Into yeah. the way of it again. Yeah. And try not to think about like all the stuff that you have to do. Break it down into small bits and do little small bits and that'll get you back into the mindset, I think. Well, you know yourself, yeah. Lee, that's, that's my big issue is I'll make a list and keep looking at what's ahead and then end up like, you know, you end up overwhelmed. overwhelmed. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, our jacket comes us all. Um, EF underscore Pierce. Scotland was amazing. First time driving over. <laughs> Limitless changed the name to Limless. And we'll not comment on that. Yes, let's move swiftly on. That is both horrendous and hilarious. Do you know that one, Stephen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, anybody's interested in that, mess Pierce there. Pierce EF underscore Pierce. <laughs> um, Brookfab underscore. He says, Pete says, you need to cover the Tommy Effia drama llama. It's all kicking off on YouTube. Have you guys seen it with this? No, but he's a slabber, isn't he? Yes. So I don't watch Tommy Effia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I don't watch Tommy Effia for that simple reason. I can't stand him. It's just he's a real shitty attitude and a real know it all. Built some very nice cars, some serious stuff, but mm-hmm. um, basically a guy who was bankrolling him. Now it's all out there, so go and watch the videos and stuff. But a guy who was bankrolling him. Um, has parted ways with him and claims that he owes him 180 grand for him buying cars for him to sell, like cars that he was fixing up to do on, bought his wife a Jeep, um, like everything. And when I sort of went and done a bit of digging, and there's a lot of stuff on forums about pro- people having similar problems with this guy going back five, six, seven, eight years ago with BMWs and everything, you know, so there seems to be sort of yeah. uh, this trace with it. Um, there was another guy a few months back on Facebook, I seen on a few of the GTR forums, had said that basically Tommy took a hold of his money, didn't do half the work that he was supposed to do, did a lot of work that um, had since failed and claimed that he was taking parts from other people's cars, fitting them to other customers' cars, and basically like a revolving door, you know, robbing yeah. Peter to pay Paul. Now, how much of that's true, you don't know, but it is all tying in with this sort of thing. So, yep. as Pete says, check it out on YouTube. If you want a bit of drama llama in your life, it's 
it's all there. I have a notion there was a handbags match between him and your boy Whistling Diesel. There was as well, yeah. Over something... He's probably laughing at this. <laughs> probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, Chris McSee 212 have you watched the Patina Collective yet on YouTube? It's amazing. I actually dipped into this a wee bit the other night when he had messaged. Have you seen this? No, I haven't seen, even heard of it. This is fully up <coughs> Stephen Street. It's like big, like... Big rusty old mercs, yeah, like big old mercs, like eighties, nineties mercs, with like the old Rieger kits and stuff on them, the wide body stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. big massive deep RSs, like I'm talking like fourteen inch wide, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, real kind of gangster period looking stuff, salivating, yes, um, <laughs> this is something you should check out because right. it's, it's it's a spectacle because it's the kind of thing you don't really see anymore. And a lot of these kits, like we know, with like BBS kits and stuff for Mark IIs, they've been lost over the years and are hard to find. I know. And they're the popular ones. Imagine trying to find it for these Mercedes. You know, yeah. they're not that common or that popular even in the first mm-hmm. place. So they, they're some serious cars. Um, yeah. Jack underscore slow up. If the guest is who I think it is, this town, end off. I don't think it's the guest you think it is, do you? It is. Uh, Only the dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gobstein, Nal says, should Lee and Nigel... Open a street food van after the awesome food at the weekend. There you go, Lee. Another guest at our home. Thank you, Nell. Well, some good food. Um, er, cool.air.auto. What got you guys into Volkswagens? Uh, well, funny, none of us started off with Volkswagens originally. I, nope. I, I love a bit of French tat. Yeah, I was Vauxhall and Lee, you were Vauxhall too. Yeah, Vauxhall and motorbikes. More so than... Yeah, although funny, when I say that, like, we all get into Volkswagen very early. You know, it was only a year or two yeah. after passing our test that we did hit into Volkswagens. Yeah. My breakthrough with Volkswagens was going to Edition 38 back in, I want to say, 07. I went in the back of a friend's Mark II Jetta and basically fell in love with the whole scene. It's a cliche, but, like, the chilled out vibes. <coughs> Great crack. Yeah. Weekends drinking, Volkswagens everywhere, and... I made the decision on the boat on the way home that I was buying a Volkswagen and was severely torn between a Mark IV Golf or a 6M Polo, yeah. which was two totally different cars. And it was kind of weird. And then Tufty ended up part owning a 6M Polo and I'd done the deal for him on the boat essentially and got home and that was where I am now and haven't yeah. owned anything else since. I got into Volkswagens because of you. Yeah, I'm influential, you know, being you influencer here. Big influencer. Um, big sauce. Because I was... <laughs> In the cars, just generally, mm-hmm. um, I like cars, and I'm still a bit like that to this day. Although Volkswagens is like my main thing now, but I still appreciate and I think we all do. Yeah, a lot of other yeah. things as well. But I suppose with Volkswagens, because with you, with falling in with a lot of our friends who are still part of our group to this day, and that was what everybody was into, and back at that time. Volkswagen shows were the shows. You hit right there was at the peak nothing of the scene. Yeah. That compared, and that was where I was at. Dubshed was kicking off. You had Ultimate Dubs across the water, Edition 38. You know, mm-hmm. if yeah. you were going to go to a show, it was generally going to be that show. Yeah. I, my first car was a Renault Clio. Yeah. And I thought it was the best thing ever. I loved it. Um, phase 1 Clio. Fate. Or Mark 1 Clio. Mark 1, say, yeah, yeah. But through that, I met a chap from Manchester called... 
Winston. Mm-hmm. And Winston was in the Mark 1s. Mark 1, he had Mark 1 caddies, Mark 1 golfs. He currently has a Mark 1 Scirocco, which is a fucking... Yeah, if anybody... Cleanest in the country. Cleanest in the UK, definitely. Yeah, it's the yellow um, one with the shaved bear. Yeah. And uh, it was over back and forth with him. And then, I think we done audition. No, we didn't. We done a lot of friend, like French car show and we done rental world series and all that sort of stuff. And the Euro thing was coming in quite heavy. Um, but he built the Cleo Williams, which is the, called the, the Illiams, mm-hmm. which is basically like a, he basically bought the shell and built it um, up to be like a Euro style Cleo Williams. The thing was fucking brilliant. I still have, I bought the RSs off him, and I still have them. Oh, is it your RSs? Yeah, you yeah, that's yeah. them, yeah. And um, sort of through that was sort of how... You end up. That, and then I bought a Mark III Polo Saloon off, um, off a guy at the end of Paddy's Road. You know, where he lives now? I, no, no, you know where, you know, out in Derrymore? Oh, yeah. If you go down there to, to that, like, T-junction, the house in the corner, mm-hmm. I bought a Mark III Polo Saloon on a set of Ronald Turbos off a guy in there. Um, had that for six months, got tortured by a friend to sell it. So I bought Chris Holden's Mark II. Yeah. Sold the polo. Sold the polo uh-huh. to Martin. And then the Mark II broke after about a month. Could never get it going. Went around a load of mechanics. Couldn't get the thing to work. So I bought a Vento. As you do. And I bought the Vento. And, and you never looked back. And I never looked back. And funny, that's the car when you were at university with me. Yep. It and your white mark to you after that was the cars that I would have known you for yeah, yeah. when you first met Stephen Lee. It would have been the same. Yeah. Because we, like the Vento, got a full <laughs> custom respray with the graffiti <laughs> paint. <laughs> yeah. I like that Vento. Yeah. It was cool. Um, Another one from cool.air.auto. Did you know that the early 2000s 1.4 Volkswagen Polo was a 16 valve? Well, yes, I did. You were talking to a connoisseur. A connoisseur of the Polo, sir. Um, I did. I also can tell you that the 2000s... That is Connor's favourite engine. No, it's not. Oh, uh, no. For... I'm going to shit all over this. The 2000... No, I don't care what you say. Your favourite engine in the world is a 14-16 valve. It is, but not and this one. And that is fact. Not this one. So the one that this gentleman or lady <coughs> is talking about is a 14-16 valve from a 6N2, which is 2000-2001. It's only 75 horsepower. It's a totally different engine. The previous model, which was the... Mid to late nineties is the AFH is a fourteen sixteen valve as well, and it's a hundred horsepower, mm-hmm. and that's where people get caught out is people selling, trying to sell the other one as the hundred horsepower engine, yeah. and it's also confusing because the Lupo Sport, which is like a two thousands model, mm-hmm. came with a hundred horsepower fourteen sixteen valve, so it does get very murky and yeah a grey area, but yeah. Uh, to the question. Yes, I did know. There's some other facts on it, and thank you very much. You want to talk polos? Give me a shout. I do like a good polo. Don't. He'll talk to the fucking ear off you. I know, as you can them. tell, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gethin underscore GTI and I. Uh, this one's for Stefanoban with his Taliban beard. He says, <laughs> how are things back home with the tribe? Yeah, all, all's good. Yeah. All good. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> the sheep and goats are good. I know. Um, Man's a lunatic. A man you mentioned earlier, Stefan, S14 OCP. Yeah. Uh, what are your going out to the shed clothes? I have a set of dungarees, the best invention ever. Lee, I'm looking at you. I do love dungarees. Lee's a woman for the workshop dungarees as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I also enjoy my Port West 
uh, workshop trousers. I know you guys like the ones with the pockets, like the flappy yeah, pockets. Not so much a fan of the flappy pockets. Port West do a set of like work trousers, like combat style trousers, with an elasticated waistband, which is the best thing ever. Um, no flappy pockets. They're great. I used to have like a caterpillar sweatshirt. Do you remember my caterpillar right, sweatshirt? Actually, yeah. And for the life of me, I don't know where it is. And I really miss that jumper. Hmm. I also used to have what I refer to as Big Red, which was your big fleece, a big Gap. Do you remember the Gap hoodies that yeah. just said Gap across yeah. the front of them, like a red fleece hoodie? It was about a two XL. That was why it was Big Red. Yeah, Lee also used to weld in that. Oh, that's why Big Red had lots of holes because fleece is was very flammable. Big holy red. Um, Stefan and I flappy pockets, flappy pockets. Work trousers. I have Snickers. What are you, Dunlops? No scruffs, I think scruffs. they're called. Uh, they are great, and the where the I have one pair that I've had for about ten years, and the gusset is just uh, gone. Is, is just out of them now. Yeah, my Snickers need to go in the bin like they're done. Um, that and a t-shirt generally is what I would wear. Yeah, well, I, I like sleeves and a hood. Generally, <sighs> if you have seen me outside of a car show, that's what I wear in the workshop because I tend to wear t-shirt, shitty clothes morning during the night because I'm yeah. usually working on something somewhere. It, it tends to be a collection of like old dub corp like yeah. like old car t-shirts that you would have had those 10 th- years ago that are no longer they were your good, good t-shirts, t-shirts and now they're not anymore. Yep. Yeah. You're still hanging on to them. Correct. I'm wearing one right now. Correct. You are. Um, yeah. But yeah, you, you love your dungarees, Lee. Uh, little. Um, top tip. Little dungarees. Hard to beat. Oh, there you go. Cheapest tips. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually think the dungarees be quite good if you were laying on the floor because it wouldn't. I mean, your t-shirt rides up your back. Yeah, you're not getting that cold through. And Steph, you're coming into that time of year for it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do we have here? John Bill, he says. Uh, oh well, he says, see that question I sent in the other night. It definitely makes no sense. So change it to this. <laughs> uh, what did he send in the other night? It was incoherent. <laughs> was he inebriated? I think he was sleepy. He said. Oh. Um. He says. <laughs> Do you think the current living crisis will have an adverse effect on the car scene here in Northern Ireland and businesses directly linked to it? Many thanks. He's probably not far wrong. I would say so, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. you will yeah. see it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you'll still have the usual guys doing their things. You know, things, bills might be slowed down a bit with less disposable income. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, you've, if a lot of it's time-based, like if you're just welding and that kind of thing, or, you know, you'll still be able to crack on that sort of stuff, but it does... It hits everything hard, you know. Yeah, it's like, no, the price of electric will not be welding much. I'll be welding. I have a lot of welding to do. But the price of steel and yeah, stuff like that as well. It's all going up. Body panels, yeah. and, and then you have yeah. the other thing, as he says, of like businesses going down. That makes it harder for you to do your build because you haven't got the yeah. parts to sell. Yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully, it doesn't come to that. It is on the horizon, I think. But keep your heads down, folks, and stock up on those parts. Um, and then lastly. We have Nigel again, V-Dub boy. He says, I had intended to send more questions, but Spanish beer is so good, so apologies. Can't really say much wrong there. Sam Miguel. I'm Sammy Mitchell. <laughs> um, he says, in fact, here's one. What is the winter build plans for everyone? I'm aiming to get started on the edition one 14 years later, which he really needs to, because that's such a cool car. Yeah. I don't know this is something lee and i haven't really discussed this last while Ooh. we'll probably end up fighting here over this mummy mm. mm. and daddy are gonna have a fight here so 
I have lots of things, obviously, to do the Jetta. Yes. I also have lots of things to do to my fleet of other <laughs> lost waifs and strays that are sitting in the yard. As do I. As does Connor. With my own shit. So my problem is a lot of the stuff that I want to do, it's like full strip down type jobs, long term type jobs. Um, but I still want to have something obviously to drive for show season next year. So it's like, how far do you go? Do you just do the necessary stuff to make sure that the car can still be back on the road? But then it's like, it's a bit of a waste of time to strip everything out and then strip it all out again at a later stage. I, so I don't know is the answer at the minute. Yeah. I think it's something we need to discuss because I would like to, like, no matter what I do to the Mark III, it's not going to be on the road for next show season. Like, the the green one. Yeah. Like, okay. it, it's, a, it's a full strip-down rebuild from the ground yeah. up kind of thing. Um, I would like to build, talked about it last <coughs> year and didn't get doing it, is the Cabriolet something for I can take the shows next year. Well, you're you, you're doing been, a build-off challenge? Yeah, you've been called out. Well, no, I called myself out, but I actually called out. No, to, no, no, I, I was chatting to Richard at the gate last week. He called you a wee fruit. A wee fruit? A wee fruit. Far wrong. <laughs> um... I I actually messaged Richard today when he said he bought that cabriolet. I was like, we should do a, a build-off for Dubshed, cabriolet build-off. And he just sort of went, ha-ha. I was like, oh, I've been shot then. I needed that excuse to do something. Well, then Richard's a wee fruit, too. That's it. <laughs> so, yeah, I... You and me versus him and Ryan. There you know what? But That's the, the perfect build-off scenario. It's also, like, I have so much to do with the house. The I have stuff to do at the garage. You know, there's just... A million and one things to actually do, so I don't I really don't know what to do. I'd like to build the cabrio. I'd also like to make progress in the Mark Three. Um, I'd also like to build a workshop bench because I'm sick of using the boot of the donor Jetta as a bench. <laughs> um, you know that's that's kind of it. what about you, Stefan? Have you prioritized anything or made a list of what you want to do? Um, I still need to make brake lines uh, for Lucy's I car. I don't even know what to look at next to be honest with you well your Cleo's going off to paint so you don't yeah. really have to worry about that it is to go off to paint in the painter's jail and it's <laughs> painter's jail it's a terrible place <laughs> don't go to painter's jail folks um, Cleo needs to go get painted and then hopefully it's like a couple of weeks of finishing off bolt the bucket seat and then put the dash in it and build it back up again it's it's, it's nearly again, there it's 95% done it's just that five percent that's going to take you six months to do mm-hmm. that's the Cleo at the moment um and i don't know what to tackle after that because the mark the big green mark needs just it's a suspension rebush job and brakes mm-hmm. and fit the air and that's it but then i have the mark three sitting and i have the jetta coming back they get a page both need pds put in them don't need it but you know <laughs> nothing needs that yeah, you're do you know what to be woman. fair? You're a wrong woman. <laughs> the Jetta is probably a good shout to work on. Because it's going to be painted again, some like back to paint at some point. Well, so it also needs a lot of welding. It and does. unfortunately, my welder is currently uh, worrying about all the other things he has to build himself. Oh, I thought you meant your actual welder, like the device. You, I was like, <laughs> you're my welder, sir. I know. Yeah, well, I could do that too. I really don't know what I'm going to do. I have plenty of options, but... It's just no one. Mm. Yeah, Leo, I'll have to fight that out for the next few weeks and see what's what's happening at our end. Corrado. I think Corrado's a pretty decent shout for what you need to do. I don't know. Have you seen it recently? Oh, Corrado's not bad. 
needs a good wash and it needs everything mechanically replaced. It needs and all the fucking tarantulas removed from it as well. <laughs> ah, Stefan's job, that's good. I get in there with a, I get bit by that special spider. That's it. Homie Spooderman. There's a guy Spooderman. in one of the branches that I work in in Dublin. And there was a big spider in the room one day. And I was obviously like ran away. And he just went in and lifted it up with his hand. And just put it outside. That's and a real like, man. You are a lunatic. What <laughs> is wrong with you? <laughs> Did he kill? He didn't even kill it. No, he just pecked it up gently, like you. I said, "Young fella, oh, like you go. You're you. not meant to be here." He, he needs to live with him, not me. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't think we're short of any projects. <clears throat> no, but winter nights. I think the first project for you two is to get everything into the shed. That, yeah. yeah. And now we have light and electric and that, that's all. You can do that shit. Mm. Yeah, now that it's shoe season's done, winter's coming. Yeah, before I can work on anything in the workshop, it needs gutted out, because there's just so much stuff in it. Yeah. The cars and everything, it needs all needs shifted into guards, so mm-hmm. maybe that's the first place to concentrate on. Talking of winter, good time to mention that salt and stuff is going to be coming back soon. Yeah, you can actually see it on the roads already, how filthy the roads are. Road grime general disgustingness um good time to hit up our good friend robin at studio 10 detailing yes Um, sponsor and friend of the show absolutely he does a range of packages a lot of which include kind of full wheels off details get all that gunk and grime out of your wheel arches yeah you can actually spec a package with him so if you if that's what you want to concentrate on like a winter prep type thing Mm -hmm. this is your guy for it Absolutely. Also, if you subscribe to his newsletter, which I do, um, and the new one actually just came through today, he has quite a lot in this edition of like helpful tips and stuff for winter detailing um, and winter prep and stuff. So, you know, his like toilet tissue trick that we've talked about before, there's a few of those in there where uh-huh. I kind of went, oh, that's a good idea, actually. Right? Yeah, stuff that you wouldn't think to do to the car, but also stuff that makes your life a lot easier while you're doing to the car. Mm. You know, it's a, a yeah. mixture of stuff, which is quite good. So I'll not give any of them away, but uh, if you want to sign up for the newsletter, you'll get to get to see them. But uh, So shout out Studio 10 detailing. And absolutely. Available on Facebook and Instagram at Studio 10. Absolutely. Is he still doing that detailing course? The foundation? Yes, he is. Yeah. You've been threatened to sign up to that for a long time, See, this Stephen. is the thing. If I do, I'll, you'll find him swinging on a rope. <laughs> all these questions that you've been asking. <laughs> yeah. I believe that's part of the package. Oh, you get it? your money's worth out of it. I tell you, I will get my money's worth out of it. There you go. <laughs> but another good thing, now that show season's over, if you're stuck for something to do of an evening. Come around and help us with welding. No. <laughs> get on a Foundation Pro course and learn some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's who you want to be learning from, is the top guys in the industry, and this is definitely one of them. Yeah. So, as I say, shout them out Studio 10. Um, right, folks, we'll wrap it up there. We have talked long enough. Turns out our guests can talk. <laughs> Can't really, but <laughs> long we on. Um, thanks very much for your questions, folks. There's a, a massive amount of them, and some really, really good ones. We had some terrible ones. Not say who they were, Jake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, great to see everybody at uh, Dude's Collective Show. Great to see everybody who joined us for our barbecue. Hopefully, like there are people, as we all know, that we only see at shows, so we all keep in contact, Instagram, Facebook. See well. you next year, folks. See you next year. <laughs> um, you won't escape us, though. We'll still be doing the podcast, so we'll be there with you when you're doing your winter builds and whatnot over the, 
over the cold nights. Yeah. Um, Let us know what you're at. We like to hear. Yes, indeed. Yeah, always messaging because it's always interesting to see what people are at and compare ourselves what we should be doing. <laughs> um, if you want to, you probably do, but if you want to follow the podcast online, Facebook and Instagram at Reload Podcast. Individually, we are at Maxwell House 46. I am at Connor McCann and our guest today is uh at fatman w201 there you go you got your you got your instagram handle right you didn't read your name like nigel that time <laughs> at nigel lamont for <laughs> <laughs> nigel was sleepy that day uh, at sam mcgill so we'll have nigel back on next week folks as normal stefan thank you very much for standing in it's yep. been no most problem. enjoyable no problem and folks we'll see us again thank you very much bye bye bye